Cause we're talking with T-Bird now Miss T-Bird, you cannot change Miss T-Bird, you cannot change And things might get pretty strange Yeah, that's right. Rob Sestrino back here with a very special edition of the Talking with T-Bird podcast. I'm uh, back here with the lady who's put together a double feature for you today, talking with Xi'an Huang and Natalie Bolton in one podcast. Please give it up for the great Teresa T-Bird Cooper. Hi, Rob. Hey, Rob, I was practicing on my bail because I've got to get this bail dial in. So, hey, it's great. I'm excited. This is great to be doing this. This double feature right before season 39 starts, and I know the listeners are going to love the two gals we have on today. So I've got to tell you right now, when we did our last one, I had some some really good advice on what I've got to do differently about this bell. So I met Richard, who sent me some really great advice on how I should be ringing the bell because it was like ringing so loudly in people's ears, which I listened back and it was. And then Defunct Gamer also said, hey, it's great, but I'm going deaf. So I have decided I've got the bell down here on the floor. So I'm going to be trying to use my feet to do the bell. So we'll see how that works out today. Okay. Right. Okay. So before we get started, a couple of things. One thing, just one question I want to ask you because you're the survivor expert in Thailand. So we've got Xi'an that we're going to talk to first. Mm-hmm. There were several new, there were several new game twists. Several new games. Actually, I've got three here for Thailand. So I know you're going to get, give me 100% on this. Name three new game twists that we saw in Thailand. Uh, we saw a, a draft to start the season. What? Hold it. My, I, had yeah. a, I, I was what, looking okay. on my desk for my bell and Couldn't it was in the floor. It. Okay. Sure. Yes. That was right. The first time in Survivor history. Yep. The first time okay. in Survivor history that the initial teams weren't pre-selected by the producer. So that's one. You got one. You got two more to get. Okay. Uh, we had uh, the fake merge. We're gonna. Is that, does that count? Yep. Okay. Fake merge counts. Fake merge. Sheehan will tell us all about that today, I feel sure. Yes. Um... And we're looking for another game twist. Um, I mean, I don't know what you would constitute as a uh, as a game twist. Um, if they had, clue, they they gave people they gave people the opportunity to switch tribes if they wanted to. Oh my god! Yes, on day yes, but fourteen, Rob. On day 14, each of the 12 remaining players could leave their tribe and go to the other tribe, but no one took the offer. Rob, 100%. I, I thought, I didn't think you'd get that one. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't betting against you, but I thought that was pretty difficult. Yeah, well, nobody didn't, I, so I wasn't sure if that counted. It did count. But I was going to tell you, I was going to say, well, Rob, I'll tell you, it happened on day 14, and I knew you'd get it. But that was it. Mm-hmm. And I don't. You know, that's a pretty cool. I don't know that they've ever done that since, have they? I don't 
know that they have, but you're the survivor. Well, they had the, they had the mutiny uh, in Survivor Cook Islands, and then Penner and Candace ended up switching. Yep. T-Bird, that, how could you forget the mutiny? <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is our survivor expert. Yes. Yes. Very good. I knew you'd know it. Okay. This is going to be so exciting today. Sheehan, a lot of people have asked. They want to hear from Sheehan what she's doing. I cannot wait to talk to her. Um, i so much to get to today with her. Okay. I'm looking forward to this one also that I, I know I was uh, in the evolution of strategy. I got on Sheehan that she was always telling about how everybody else was uh, a stupid idiot all the time. But uh, she's been nothing but nice uh, to me in uh, any interaction I've ever had with her. I'm ready. Okay. Let's get to this. All right. You ready to Fun. let's 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 br- let's bring her in and uh, T Bird. All right. Let, uh, why don't you uh, introduce Sheehan? All right. We were first introduced to our special guest today on the fifth season of Survivor Thailand. Sheehan was the first female Asian American to play Survivor. She was the seventh player voted out on day twenty-one in Thailand. She was incidentally three days shy of making the jury. But her memorable exit came with her switching alliances after what they thought was the merge, only to learn that both tribes were still separate, even though they were living on the same beach. She was then the next one voted out from her tribe for being untrustworthy. But such a strong move landed her on season eight All-Stars with 17 other power hitters, including my awesome co-host, Rob C., airing right after Super Bowl 38. Sheehan, again, was the first Asian American to make the merge and become a part of the jury, making it to day 33 of 39 days. She has been the only player in Thailand to appear in a future season of Survivor. She was born in Taiwan, raised in Arizona. Now living in New York City, Sheehan is a successful real estate broker for the last 15 years with some impressive titles, including, but not limited to, President's Council, Multi-Million Dollar Club, Platinum Council, and Top 1% of 45,000 Sales Associates. Jen, as a real estate broker myself, I know how hard you work and what it takes to achieve these distinguished designations. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your crazy busy day to talk with us. The fans are very, very excited. I'm very excited, and we can't wait to talk to you. Oh, God, I'm looking wow. for my bell. I'm looking for my bell. Rob, it's in the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Sheehan, how's it going? Wow, wow, T-Bird, what a great intro. I'm doing great. Uh, things are wonderful here in New York City. I have to say, it's been a long time since I've been on the show, and I am super flattered and uh, honored that people still remember little old me. But <laughs> yes, I was the first Asian American, so that that always, you know... No matter what happens in the game later on, that will always be my sweet little title. (laughs) Sheehan, it's so nice to hear from you. And uh, I was just saying that I uh, get, I'm on your email list. I get so many emails and you are, you are doing uh, great. (laughs) I'm so sorry. You're on my email list. Just like unsubscribe. But uh, yeah, things have been very, things have been wonderful since I, I was on the show last. I mean, I've lived in New York for 23 years now. And so longer than I've lived anywhere else my whole life. And it's, I love it here. 
um, it's the best place you could be, except for maybe on the remote island with you, Rob. So we've been doing these podcasts all summer long. And so we have been talking to a bunch of people and your name has come up so much because we've talked to Helen Glover and we talked to uh, Rob Zabaknik recently. And then we talked to a, a wow. bunch of people because ev- everybody feels like you took their spot on the All Stars also. Wow. Wow. That's hilarious. Okay. You took everybody's spot. Tell me more. Yeah. Uh, Well, considering they didn't ask anyone else from Thailand, I don't think anybody else had a spot to be taken. Yeah. So (laughs) if they would have asked like five of us and I was the only one to go, that would have been me taking someone's spot. Mm -hmm. But since they only asked me, I feel like there was only a spot for me. So sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, he felt that way. Hold on, Shan. Shan, hold, <laughs> hold the phone. Hold the phone, Shan. Rob, help me with this, Rob. A couple of people we talked to said they did get a call from Thailand, but they didn't. Who was it, Rob? Helen that said, that said they she was. Also... She was in the mix. Yeah. Really? Okay, Helen was in hmm. the mix. Yes, I don't Helen know. did I say mean, that. Yes, she did. I mean. That wasn't oh, this- my impression, but I, I believe her. If she says she got a call, I, I don't know, but it yeah. felt like I was the only, I mean, I know a lot of people, I actually almost didn't want to go to Thailand. Um, I almost didn't do it because I felt like I was, had, or, sorry, not Thailand, to uh, All-Stars. Yeah. I, I almost did not want to do All-Stars because I had just recovered from my time in Thailand and I actually had called Tanya Vance. Uh, to see if what she thought, whether or not I should go on. And she was like, she and you've got to go on the show, girl. Everybody's counting on you. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, really it was her that, so, that forced me to go on the show. Cause mm-hmm. I, I otherwise would have just stayed, stay, I wouldn't have done it again, but yeah. I'm glad I did. It was really, it was actually really fun to do it a second time. Shan, how much did you uh, keep up with the show after doing the All Stars? I never watched the show again. Wow! <laughs> never watched the show again. Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> A lot of fans ask me, like, "Hey, you know, do you keep up with the show?" Da, da, da. And I'm like, "No, I, I really don't." And I, I think at the ten year reunion, I remember somebody came up to me and was like, "Oh, I loved you from." Uh, all stars in Thailand, and and I was like, oh, thank you very much. Who are you? And they were like, oh my god, I won, you know, Survivor season, blah blah blah. And yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, I, it's no nothing personal. They were so offended. I was like, you know, it's not, it's nothing personal. I just, I don't watch the show. Um, PTSD. I don't watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> hey Rob, listen, listen to this sound that I'm making right now. These are all the notes that I have to talk to Shan about, about all the seasons past to get her opinion on it. That's going in the trash can. <laughs> Throw it away. Uh, Shan, when you say PTSD, did you, did you have a uh, particularly bad experience with it the second time that you played? Uh, no. I mean, I think both times that I played right afterwards, I had massive PTSD from it. I mean, the show is traumatic mm-hmm. to, when you're doing it. Everyone... You know, everyone asks, was it fun? I'm like, yeah, it was super fun in retrospect. And it, it, and there are parts of it that are fun, but it's also extremely stressful while you're doing it and while you're shooting it. Um, and, and the second, t- the second time I did it in the All Stars, I lost so much weight. Yeah. I really was like just a skeleton at the end. 
And I did have a lot of like PTSD kind of symptoms, I mm-hmm. guess, afterwards. I, I did some food hoarding, you know, I couldn't sleep at night without seeing like a little blue camera light on my face. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. It was a strange experience afterwards. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, were you shocked that you were asked back for All-Stars? No, I wasn't. I, to be okay. honest, I, I wasn't shocked because my exit from the show at that time caused a lot of controversy. Like it was the first time they'd ever that did a fake out at Emerge. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of people who were watching the show at the time uh, or some people felt like I'd been robbed <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Or maybe they just wanted to see me act like a, a jackass on the next season. Who knows? But um, I also had some good quips from the first. Yes. From Survivor Thailand, I had some very funny little quips. So I think they liked that. And that's what they wanted to see in All-Stars. Sheehan, can I ask you, how did you end up getting involved with Survivor in the first place? Uh, were you a, a big fan leading up to Thailand or were you recruited? <laughs> I actually wasn't. I actually just told this story to a friend at a bar. Um, so September 11th had just happened. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people that met reevaluating their lives. And for me, I was like 25 or 26 I was 26. Uh, and I, I thought, well, what is it that I want to do, you know, with my life at 26? I was like, well, I want to be on TV. And what is the fastest way to be on TV, but to be on either real world or survivor? There were only two shows, two right. reality shows at the time. And I was too old for a real world. I was 26. So cut off, I think was 25. So I had maybe seen one episode of survivor at that time. And I just thought it'd be fun to submit a a tape for it and audition for it. Uh, So my friend and I, you know, we created a funny little audition tape, which is, you know, um, it was kind of a, yeah, it was a really funny audition tape. And I sent off an, an application that said, hey, you know, Survivor never has any Asians. What's wrong with you guys? You know, Asians like the camp. It was a very funny application. And, uh, I didn't expect to get a call back, actually, uh, but they called me. And when they called me, they said, do you like to camp? That was the first question they said on the phone. And I immediately said no. And then when they hung up the phone. I was like, oh, my God, that was CBS. And I just told them I didn't like to camp, which is the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're never going to call me back. But then they called me back again and again. And we went through the whole audition process. So that's how I got on the show. Uh, it wasn't because I you know, I really wanted to be out in the wilderness for so many days is because I wanted to be on TV and I wanted to make a million dollars. So that's, that's the true story. (laughs) Why I got on the show. Um, And it was fun. It was a really fun, fun, interesting time. Clear this up for me, Sheehan, because when, and I've heard different stories from different people through the years, but when you were cast for All-Stars, and I actually read something that Mark Burnett said that the casting of the All-Stars was really, really scientific. He said he got a yellow legal yeah. pad and wrote down 20, 24 names and then cut down to 18. He said it was that quick. Now, we know Elizabeth Filarski and Colleen Haskell were two on the list, and of course, they weren't interested in coming back. But Kelly Goldsmith... And Sean Rector, who we've talked to both of them, were on, were packed, ready to go, and literally found out the day or the day before that they were not going. 
And I had always heard that you were, they were kind of holding off because they wanted you, but they weren't sure you wanted to go or you had an agent or you had a contract. Please clear this up for me. Um, no, I didn't have an agent or a contract. I didn't know if I wanted to go. That's true. Um, but I mean, they called me, they said, would you like to come back? And I, I remember specifically calling Tanya and being like, should I go? She's my friend from Thailand. And she was like, absolutely, you should go. And when I decided I was going to go, I know that some of the Thailand cast was very upset about the fact that they didn't get to go that I, I got to go. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And that was about it. There was no, I mean, I don't remember being, I don't remember it being a last minute thing for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember knowing about it for some months. No, this is a long time ago for me now. My brain cannot yeah. remember that far, right. but <laughs> my recollection of it is that I knew for a while that I was going, it wasn't like they called me two weeks before I was supposed to go. It was like months before. And then I went. Yeah. And that was that. I think um, that they overbook these things sometimes also. And then like when it comes, they, they might know they're yeah. going to, you know, uh, kill a couple of people off right before they go, because there's a lot of people over the years that have similar stories where they were going, they were going, they were going until they weren't going. So she has sits for the only person to play from Thailand. If you could pick one male and one female that you think would be deserving to go back, as far as their gameplay, not just if you liked them, but as far as their gameplay, who would you say you would like to see to go back from Thailand, of course, other than yourself? Hmm. Gosh, I have to think about that. Um, you know, I loved Jake mm-hmm. and I loved his gameplay. I think that unfortunately he he didn't make necessarily the best TV, but he was such a great like I really feel like he was a good player because of that like I think he was a good player whether or not he was you know I feel like there's two things at at play here there's one which is that someone who is uh, makes really great television and then there's the other side which is someone who makes a good kind of stealthy person who could pass through the game easier or maybe uh, I don't know how else to describe it but I think that I feel like Jake should have been asked to come back, not because he was a great TV character, but because he was actually just a good player of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, in terms of women, I mean, in terms of women, I'm going to say something very controversial. Okay. <laughs> she got voted off so, so early, but Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie, Stephanie Dill. Yeah, Stephanie Dill, uh, she got sick, so she like couldn't play mm-hmm. and she just got loaded off. And she was she's wild. She was wild. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what she's like now, but <laughs> we're we're actually very friendly. But she um uh she I feel like she got kind of cheated from the game because she mm-hmm. she got so sick. Yeah. She got she had like a cold or something during the shoot and she just really could not function. Okay. And there were several people during the shooting of Survivor All-Stars that were not well either, but they just kept going. They just like, you know, muddled through it. Like uh, Rob, yeah, Boston Rob, had like, he had like a toothache the like entire a, time. He yeah, like a wisdom sort of like tooth a, or something? Yeah, he had like a wisdom tooth that was like infected the entire time. So he Ish, was yeah, in excruciating pain. 
yeah, he was like in, in so much pain. He kept going. And then uh, who else was sick? Um, somebody else. Oh, yes. Uh, what's his name? Colby. Your, <laughs> Colby. Fa- your favorite. Sick. <laughs> Colby. Uh, he's not my least favorite, but uh, Colby just had like jock itch the entire time. Oh, no. So he, he, is, he was like, he was like, he had chafing in his crotch the entire shoot. And so he was complaining about that the whole time. But of course, never when the camera was around, always just to the tribe people. And it was just like, <laughs> so it was, it's funny to see what, you know, off camera, like the ailments people have and they just keep going. Mm-hmm. I was healthy. Like, you know, I was like super healthy through the whole thing, even though I was starving. I didn't get sick, so I feel count my lucky stars. Okay, um, yeah. So uh, I know you don't have uh, a super long time today, so let me let me d- bounce around to some you know uh, big moments in your Survivor career, Sheehan. and uh, I want to talk about sure. the. Uh, the fake merge, because, of course, a uh, huge TV moment. And I, I don't know if I've ever really gotten to, uh, you know, pick your brain uh, about this. But was it was everything like uh, portrayed on the show as it was? Or was there something that like that you that you saw that that didn't make the show that had you thinking a, a specific way about how that merge was going to go down? Uh, I mean, God, I should have watched the show before I came on the radio with you. Um, what I would say is that there were, of course, there were things that happened off, you know, off camera, not in the sh- that didn't make it into the actual final cut of the show. But um, no, nowhere did anyone try to make us. No, they would try to make us feel like we were merged, but nobody ever said that we were merged. So I just made that assumption. So you can blame it on my stupidity. Um, it's like assumed, which is actually quite funny to watch. Um, but the best part of that sh- that part of the show, or that episode I remember was the challenge where I had to get the keys and stuff. I was trying so hard to win that challenge. Mm-hmm. I had never tried harder to win a challenge. And I got so many of those keys. I just remember like, just killing it in that challenge. And like, I do feel like my team members are just kind of sitting back, which in retrospect, throwing a game is never a good idea. But while you're playing, it feels like such a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> like Through some challenges, it feels like such a great idea. But um, yeah, no, there was nothing. I don't remember anything off camera that they were purposely doing to make it seem like we were like one tribe or anything. Did you feel like that so. your tribe did throw that challenge? I feel like they just worked a little bit less hard mm-hmm. than they had to. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like, well, if we lose this one, we know who's going home. So, and I don't blame them at all. Like, I, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Did you feel like that was... Because Survivor doesn't do a ton of stuff like this. It, it was like a rare time where the TV show is trying to you know, trick the contestants, which isn't necessarily... Like, you're out there trying to outwit, outplay, and outlast the other players. But this is like a weird instance where production, you know, tricked the contestants. Did they trick the contestants or were we not paying attention? I mean, yes, they did try to trick us and it was fun. It was good. It made for good TV because the season itself was kind of boring otherwise. Right. Mm-hmm. So it did make for some good TV. The first half was exciting <laughs> oh, no. for exciting, exciting uh, first half. 
Yeah, the exciting first time. You know, it's so funny because I hear a lot of um, chatter about Thailand being like one of the least favorite seasons and blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, when it was on, it had 30 million viewers yeah. and we won the People's Choice Award. So like in retrospect, maybe it wasn't the most exciting season of all times, but it would be a disservice to the season to say it wasn't a popular season because it was. It was more popular than half the seasons that are on now because mm-hmm. there were less choices of shows to watch. But still, it was a very popular season, damn it. Yeah, Survivor Thailand <laughs> now, T-Bird, would be the uh, biggest show on television by a mile. Yeah, exactly. Shan, if you had not switched alliances, thinking it was a, a with the fake merge, who do you think would have gone next in your tribe? Would it still have been you or was there somebody else? I would have been gunning for Aaron. Did she go after me? I don't even remember. She did. She went after you. Yeah. Right. Right. Or it was Aaron, right? Yeah. It was right after me. No, no. It would have been Aaron. Aaron. Okay. So here's some secret stuff from Thailand. Ken and I were in an alliance. Ken Stafford and I were in an alliance and Jake and Penny were in an alliance and Jake and Ken were in an alliance. So Jake me, Ken, and Loosely Penny were sort of in an alliance, and Aaron would have been the next to go if I hadn't, have, <laughs> if I hadn't have like you know stabbed everyone in my tribe. <laughs> so you know. Now, if you had made the jury, would you have been a bitter jury member? You were only three no. days shy. No, I wouldn't have been a bitter jury. I mean, I wasn't a bitter jury member during All Stars either. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think, you know, I I don't know if it makes me a sociopath or whatever, but like I really did look at the game like a game. Yeah. And I think a lot of people took it. So, I mean, it's hard not to take it personally, but I really tried not to take it personally, especially at the end. Right. Because, you know, it's just like, it's a game and you'll, it's, it's like 39 days out of your life. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't have been a bitter jury member. Now what I was, was I was a very uncomfortable, not jury member <laughs> with a bunch of people who I just voted off. <laughs> so that was a little bit uncomfortable traveling around with the people that you just voted off. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, uh, then the breaks. Jim, would you have been a Brian vote or a clay vote? Hmm. I probably would have been a Brian vote. Okay. Probably would have been a Brian vote. Yeah. All right. He's just so smooth, that Brian. He's very smooth. All right. I I, got to talk about uh, some all-stars questions as well. And they're they're all from uh, long after I'm gone from the all-stars, which is, um, which is most of the, uh, the times from survivor. All-stars. But, when when I uh you know think back you know that there was so much drama around the merge with everything going on with Rob and Lex and, and Kathy and and the deals and everything and and uh it's it's still so interesting to uh, talk about at least for me all these years later uh you guys had this opportunity when right before the merge when you guys had the opportunity to uh vote out Amber but instead you guys voted out Jerry. Do you remember feeling strongly one way or the other about voting out Amber versus Jerry uh, on that vote? We, yeah, I remember voting out Jerry. 
um, instead of Amber. And that was probably a strategic mistake. But, you know, Rob, uh, Rob and Lex made some sort of back office handshake thing. Yeah. For Amber. You take care so, of her. I'll take care he, of you. Yeah, you take. Yeah, exactly. Blah, blah. And uh, and Lex kept his word to Rob. But yeah. also Jerry was Jerry was, um, you know, her reputation had preceded her. So, like, people didn't trust Jerry um, a little bit. Also, she the challenge where she where we lost. I think she was like she spearheaded. She kind of volunteered to be the lead. This is from what I can remember. I really have to watch the show again. But like she was. So I, I have my, my notes. Uh, and this is uh, the challenge that was uh, right before right before that vote. Was It was the trivia contest uh, that you guys had to do. The, it was Survivor Trivia was the oh. uh, was the one that you guys lost. Was there was there a challenge before with like an arrow, a bow and arrow? Um, probably. Am I imagining that? Yeah, I think I think you're. Oh. Yeah, you guys. I mean, you guys lost a lot of challenges with that with that uh, Mogo Mogo uh, group. <laughs> well, I could, I just seem to remember like there was like a bow and arrow challenge or something like that, and Jerry was like, "I can do it, I can do it," and then she didn't do it. Yeah, and then we kind of used that as an excuse to vote her off. Mm-hmm. versus, yeah. you know, versus Amber. I mean, you have to remember when you're playing the game, you know, everyone com- comes off the show and is like, well, I had these special alliances and these special like strategies and all this stuff. <laughs> it's like, what? I'm sorry. When I was playing the game, I was just like, okay, today, who am I going to vote off so I don't get voted off? Who is it going to be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, today it's going to be Jerry because it's not going to be Amber because Amber's got the protection of Lex. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, how are we going to do this so that I am the last to be voted off? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's how, how we did it towards the end there. Um, but, yeah, of course, in retrospect, total mistake. Always mistake to, like, vote against your tribe. Um, and always mistake to throw a challenge. So, noted. Things to note. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like that when uh, they were going to vote off Jerry instead of Amber, that you were going to be protected also by whatever deal Lex was making with Rob? Oh, absolutely not. No, 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 no. <laughs> At no point did I feel like I was going to be like protected. Mm-hmm. Like this is Survivor All-Stars. Everyone knows how the game is played. I did not feel like I was going to be protected by anyone. I just wanted to survive mm-hmm. for as long as possible. Yeah. Um, and Lex was very upset when I voted for him. You know, it took a couple of months or years for me to be like, I'm sorry, Lex, you know, <laughs> he was like very, when, very when you upset voted for it. You voted for Lex when Lex, when Lex was voted out at that, at that tribal council, that you were yeah. one of the, the votes against Lex. Correct. And it was like, he was so hurt by that. But I was like, yeah. Lex, everyone knew you were getting voted off. So I, was gonna, I wasn't going to vote for somebody who's still on the jerk. Like, I wasn't going to vote for somebody who's right. still there because that would be bad <laughs> for me. Like, you were already going no matter what, whether mm-hmm. or not my vote was there. So, uh, but it really upset him. Sorry, Lex. Just a game. Shein, when I, when I played with Lex in Africa... I voted yeah. against Lex, and I would say he was extremely yeah, bothered he by didn't, that. He vote. didn't would like that either. Would you say so, Rob? Would you say? Yeah, he <laughs> didn't was bad. Like that either. You should have learned something yeah, from well. Africa. He doesn't like to be voted against. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, like you know that's what that's 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 how you play the game. 
So my problem for our, in Africa was Lex. I knew Lex was totally running the show. He was running his tribe completely. So Lex was the one to me standing in the way of me getting any further in the game. Did you feel like he was running the show or was Boston Rob running the show or somebody else, you know, when you got to the point toward the end with you guys? He was definitely running the show at Mogo with Mogo. Mogo Mogo. Yeah. Yeah. He was running the show at the Mogo Mogo. And, and, um, you know, the problem with, uh, what is that quote? It's like the heavy is the head on the crown. What is that? Come on. Heavy Rob, is the is head that? that wears anyway, the crown. Yeah. Right. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. There you go, Lex. You wore the crown. You wanted the crown. <laughs> Your head it was like Game of Thrones. Off. I'm sorry, right. friend. Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones. Rob and, and she and you would have thought he would learn that from Africa. I would have thought he would have backed off because that's exactly what happened to him in Africa. He became a target because he was wearing whatever heavy throne you guys are just talking, throwing around right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I- um, he no. meant business. He was meant business. He was this time. It was a. It was. It wasn't uh, about friendship. It was a, bu- a business trip uh, that the second time around for Lex. Yeah. Well, you know, he still wanted his friendship. I think it was a business trip the first time he played. Yeah. Also. Yeah. You make a deal. You shake your hand, and that's it. Yeah, well, that's not how it works. Okay. I'm Survivor, is it? <laughs> she, she had, so I, I wanted to uh, go to the end of the game. You talked about how you weren't a bitter juror uh, when you voted, and you were one of the votes for Amber. Uh, I think it was a four to a four to three vote, and you were the vote. Uh, you were, you know, uh, you could argue a, a deciding vote uh, for Amber. When the I look, swing vote. Yes, yeah. when I look back at that vote, though, I feel like that the other. Other votes that were for Amber, I feel like that in a lot of ways were against Rob, where it was, I think it was uh, Lex and Tom, and I'm trying to remember who the other uh, vote was uh, for Amber. Uh, it was Alicia, Alicia. Uh, but you were the one person that, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you didn't, you didn't vote against Rob. You voted for Amber. You called her uh, Lady Macbeth. In uh, the finale, or w- or when you were uh, getting voted out, you cast a vote against her, right? And you called her Lady Macbeth. I have that right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like Amber played the best game because Rob was loud and you know making all these deals and all that, and the whole time there's this shadowy figure next to him, right? This this woman supporting him, just like Lady Macbeth, right? This woman next to him that is just kind of hidden in his shadows like a ninja. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he like, he's out there, you know, breaking up friendships, you know, like a bull in a china shop. I and mean, he played a great game. He made it to the end, which is shocking since he kind of told people what he was going to do. And then he did it. And people were then still shocked that he did it. It's like, listen, I'm going to stab you right in the front. And then when you get stabbed, you know, don't look shocked, but people still <laughs> were like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he, he played a great game. But then again, Amber, his now wife, uh, mother, of his four, I think four, four children, girls. Yeah. you know, yeah, I think, you know, she played a better game because she didn't do any of those things. She just kind of sat back and was just like sweet as pie like quiet, cooperative, like no one wanted to vote her out because she was so lovely. And so, you know, who's the better game player? I don't know. I, I, I thought it was Amber. And, and she, she gave just, you a car. 
she did give me a card. That was a curse. Thanks, Amber. Curse. <laughs> what, Not was, a prize. what was the curse? Did you do the pay taxes? <laughs> the curse was the taxes. Yeah. <laughs> the taxes. And it was like a gas guzzler. Oh, my God. My parents had that poor car forever. They had to, like, get rid of it. Shan, I knew you were super tight with uh, Kathy during the uh, season. I know that you have uh, gone on to work in real estate, and I, I don't recall. I, but I don't. You didn't do that at at the time, correct? At the at the time of Survivor. No, I I right after Survivor Thailand is when I started my real estate career. Okay. Was there any sort of uh, talk like was that inspired by Kathy at all and the friendship that you had in Survivor? Sorry, let me correct that. Right after Survivor All Stars is when I started my real estate career, and um, no, you know, Kathy, it was my real estate career wasn't inspired by Kathy, but it was helped by my um, winnings on Survivor actually. So you can't really start a real estate career without having some money in the bank because you don't make any money at the beginning and having a little bit of money from survivor, uh, all stars and survivor Thailand saved Mm -hmm. was helpful for that. All right, Shan, I've got a question for you. Since you got to play with Boston Rob, I know you're not following the seasons, but the next season that's going to start next week, season 39, we have two coaches on there. One of the coaches is Sandra Diaz Twine, and the other one oh. is Boston Rock. Do you know about this? So I'm wondering, yeah. is there any what? advice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rob and Sandra what? are back what? as coaches. Is there any advice? Yeah. Hey, she is. Had... Any advice for who? So is there any advice you think Boston. <laughs> Boston... <laughs> He's going to be giving advice to the 20. They are going to be giving advice to the 20 others. Now, we don't, they're like advisors or counselors. We don't exactly know, do we, Rob, how it's going to be. But would you take information from Boston Rob or Sandra Diaz Twine? Which one could be most helpful to give you advice if you were playing as a new player? Ooh, that's, that's, I don't know, man. That's a good, that's a hard choice. I would, um, I don't know. Hasn't Rob won like 16 times or something like He's, that? He has only I mean, won once. He won uh, <laughs> back in season 22. He went on to win. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Has he been on the show 16 times? Is that, am I imagining <laughs> this is it? All, technically, this is only his fifth time back, Shean. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Only fifth time. Sorry. Um, I get confused. Five so far. Uh, Five well, so far. I would say go with the contestant who has the most seasons under his belt because clearly he follows the show and clearly he, he plays the game. So if that's Rob, then Rob, if that's Sandra, I don't know. Cause I don't follow the show. <laughs> it's Rob. If it's Sandra. Okay, fine. It's Rob. Then I would go with Rob. And yeah. he's actually a really nice guy. Yes. Like I, I'm friendly with Rob and Amber off the, sh- uh, you know, off the show. And he's, he's actually a really, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also don't know if Sandra can teach you how to play like Sandra. I think that Rob can sort of like uh, look at the game from a lot of different people's perspective now, especially maybe uh, not the Survivor All-Stars Rob, but I think that, you know, grown up, matured Rob is able to, uh, I think, look at things from a lot of different perspectives. Whereas I think Sandra could just only speak for Sandra. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I don't, I don't know Sandra personally. I just, I, I think I've met her just once or twice. Mm-hmm. She seems lovely. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, I know, I know Rob sure has a lot of these games under his. I feel like he's been on reality TV 
more than five times though. He's been on all kinds of weird shows. Yes. I saw him once, I think on a ghost show. I was like, what the hell <laughs> hey. is Rob doing on a ghost show? What's with these ghosts? <laughs> Making alliances with ghosts. Yeah, exactly. That's, exactly what he's doing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Sheena, I want to ask you about another high point in your survivor career and your big uh, individual immunity win. I believe it was at the oh, final yeah. seven. Uh, there were six people left from the uh, old uh, Shapira Alliance and it was all so simple. They were going to just vote you out, Sheehan, but you, I, oh, I yeah. believe that, that you guys have something in common that you both won immunity on the the same challenge. Is that right, T-Bird? That the hold your hand up and uh, not let the water spill on you? Oh. Did you just hear the bell I just did? Yes, yes Shan, yes. we have that in common. We both won that yeah, challenge, Yeah, oh, I didn't Shan. know that. Yes. That's now, such I a great know, challenge. I was yes. trying to find... Yes. Shan, how, I was trying to find how long you stood with your arm above your head. I could not find it anywhere when I was looking for it. I know you remember that. Or I know oh, Rob will know. How long did oh, she yeah, do it? it, was about, how, I, it was why about, would I know that? <laughs> she know everything. It was about two hours. Yeah. It was about two hours. Okay. It was about two hours. I could have gone on. I could have gone on. I swear to God. I was mm-hmm. like, I could have gone on and held my arm like that. There was a lot. It was such a fun challenge because people just kept dropping out. And probes was coming out with like peanut butter and chocolate, and he was trying to tempt oh. us with all this stuff. And I was just like, "Probes, just get away from me! I'm like, just stay away from me. I'm not interested in food. I'm gonna win this." And like, there was a lot of like shit talking uh, between the other people and me. Like, I don't know if it got captured on camera. I I don't remember, but there was a lot of um, game. You know, we were kind of like saying things like, "Yeah, you know, you can hold your hand." We were just talking smack at each other basically mm-hmm. and uh i remember rupert who i love i i love rupert i think he's a nice guy um he was like shan man you're really you're being really tough i'm like rupert you can just put your hand down because i'm gonna win it doesn't matter <laughs> We're just like, i can't <laughs> I, I can't i gotta win i was like oh, rupert just put your hand down like please yes you know and that was a of such a i don't think i felt that um happy about winning something in my entire life that was just like like winning the biggest game of monopoly or like uh scrabble <laughs> that you've ever won yeah yes because they uh we're gonna that they had to for the first time uh target one of their own after you ended up uh, oh, yeah. winning, winning that immunity um so yeah, they uh was that, one of their own was that a, n- a nice payback <laughs> on rupert after when you guys went and he had to dish out all of the meals uh, did he give you the wor- the worst one when he had to dole out all the rewards for everybody he did. He had to give me the worst one, but I was, I was fine with it. I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he did. He had to give me the worst one. She, could you give us any, any quick, uh, fun, uh, Richard Hatch stories from your time at Mogo Mogo? Oh, I have to think. Um, Richard Hatch is so fun. Like he's such a fun person. You seem like you like, really enjoyed his company when you were out there. I did. I did. He was like fabulous and funny and he was interesting. He really did think he was going to win again. Mm-hmm. which was like, I don't know how he thought that he was going to win. Um, he was such a huge target and there was playing survivor all-stars. I will say there was a lot of like schadenfreude 
throughout the game. Like when you vote out one of these like big, big players who were like, I'm definitely going to win and yeah. <laughs> get voted out. It was kind of fun in that way. But I, I, I really did like uh, Richard. I enjoyed his company. And um, I'm trying to think if there's any funny stories. Well, he always walked around naked yeah. all the time. And he had like, it, there was nothing to, it wasn't like they didn't need a big blur right in the crotch, right? Just a tiny one. <laughs> he, maybe he was a grower, not a shower, but. Uh, I think that's what the story is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was just really funny because he was always naked. And at, at first it's kind of shocking, but then after a while. You get used to, used to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. T-Bird, do you have anything else for Sheehan? Well, I was going to ask Shan a couple of things. First of all, Shan, have you taken your mom to another lunch date as cool as you as y'all had together out on the island? Oh yes, yes. She's eating a lot nicer things now, so it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that was an amazing experience for her. Well, she had to eat disgusting food, right? She did, and she made good friends with. Uh, uh, she made good friends with Amber's mom. Well, I exchange Christmas cards with every year. It's really interesting. Yeah. So um, she bonded with a lot of the moms yeah. of the other contestants. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she had to eat something disgusting. And yeah. So I read that you were invited back for Heroes versus Villains, but you were pregnant or just had given birth? That's right. I had, um, they called me to do Heroes versus Villains. They called me, they said, you know, would you like to come back? And I said, I literally gave birth yesterday. And <laughs> the casting director was like, well, you know, you can lose all that baby weight right on Survivor. <laughs> all right, there you go. I was yeah. like, wow, wow. <laughs> and you know what? I would have been, unfortunately, I would have been a villain, which I think is so ridiculous. Why would I be a villain? But anyway, I love being a villain. So if if you want to cast me as a well, villain, you're the, the she best, devil. It's the most fun. How could they the make you devil, a, a hero if you're she devil? It's true. I do like to stir the pot. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy it. So I guess I'm the. I guess the devil has to be a villain. Too bad. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sheehan, Sheehan, would you go back? Would your 45 year old self go back? And how would would you play any differently than you did before? Oh my God. I don't know if I could take it, T-Bird. I mean, physically, I like to sleep in a bed now. Um, would I go back? Never say never, I would say. And um, I probably would play a little bit differently, but it's very hard to predict how you would play because it depends so much on who else is there. Uh, and also, like, when you're starving, your brain just doesn't work. So no matter how well I would like to play the game, how sweet and stealthy and whatever else I would like to do, uh, the true she-devil might come out when I'm starving to death. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, whatever whatever, whatever uh, gameplay or however many days I would be on any show, though, I'm sure it'd be, make for some good, there'd be some good sound bites in there. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right, so Shan, I've got a couple of, I've got a couple of, sh- Rob, I keep yeah, kicking you, my bell that's T-Bur- under my desk. T-Bird got just, complaints that her bell is too loud, so she had to put it on the floor, and I'm laughing because I could tell okay. her she kicked it, yeah. Shan, can you, do you hear it? I, I want to knock it, and then I knock it, and I'm kicking it across the floor. Okay, so Shan, I've got a couple, I've got a few Shanisms, or she said what? 
Like During your confessionals. Okay. So okay. So yeah. she said what? <laughs> I hit the okay. bell. <laughs> is this a game? Or we do have to guess what, yeah, what if well, she yeah, answered yeah, this yeah, or not? No, this is yeah. Like, yeah, this is for she and she's gonna get I want her to tell me who she said this oh, okay. about. Oh and if God. she can't remember, she and no, if you can't remember, it's no worries because Rob knows he's our ex- survivor expert. Yeah, we'll so see. He'll if tell if she can't, can't remember, remember, we'll see if I can remember uh, who okay. she is talking about. I, I guarantee right. so, I'm probably not going to be able to remember. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you will. You're going to. You're going to. All right, Sheenisms. Here we go. Stupid people. Stupid people. Let me just say that again. Stupid players. Uh, who did you say that about? <laughs> Oh God! I who did I say that about? I feel like I said that about Alicia. Maybe is that who I said it about? I don't remember. I mean, it was about the fact that they would have to play against themselves or somehow like eat one of their own or something like that. I think is that what it is? Remind me, Rob. Yeah, Rob. Do you? Yeah, I think I feel like that was about Rob? everybody in general. Uh, you're saying players, plural, right? Uh, I think That's it right. was about you were saying it about Rupert. Oh, right, because they didn't yep. want to have an alliance. Rupert. That's yeah. right. That's what it was. It right. was because you know, basically, I was like the I was like the swing vote. Yeah, I was what was left of a tribe that no longer existed, and so at that point, there was like starting to be infighting within the. There was starting to be infighting within the uh, Chimago, Mogo, whatever the, the combined Shapira Mogo team. And um, the merge team, and I was, I could have been a swing vote for anyone. Yeah. Had anybody been like, you know what, this is this is good. Look, why don't you come on this side, and we'll create an alliance, and we'll vote out like Tom and Rob and whoever else, right? Uh, Rupert, you know, whatever. But nobody decided. No, nobody wanted to do that. Everybody wanted to stick with their existing alliances. Yeah, which was really dumb. Most dumb for Alicia who I don't know what she was thinking. Right. The the problem is that they all thought that they were like all with working with Rob. So it's like that, uh, you know, that everybody's like, yeah, Rob's lying to everybody else, but he's telling me the truth. Uh, And so nobody was like, why would I go with you? I I have a deal with Rob and Amber. I'm going to go to the, I'm going to the final four with them. I don't need to work with you, Sheehan. But you know, somebody's getting lied to here. (laughs) <laughs> and right. it wasn't that was good. me. I wasn't lying. You yeah. guys, that was good. Okay, so in the bell. Okay, like, the next one. The next she. The next she and isms. She said what? Okay, blank. Idiot that he is. He talks so much he can't even. There's no way a logical thought goes through his brain because his mouth is always flapping. Who did you say that about? <laughs> Did I say that about Rob Z? Yes, you no. did. Boston Rob. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Now, this one is somebody said this. Yeah. Somebody said this to you. Don't get too cocky. You've got to live with us. I think that was Alicia, right? <laughs> or something. That's right. So right you after you this. won the challenge. <laughs> Right at, yeah, right after you won the challenge, you were happy. You were, uh, of course, you were happy. And I guess she didn't like the uh, happiness, and that's what she said. Exactly. Okay, now let me ask you this. And, and she okay, got voted so out. Yeah. Yep, yeah. She got voted out. That was her night. Okay, so she am. 
this is something fun I wanted to ask you about. Um, so you've got some clients that has just walked in to your real estate office, okay, in New York City. All these clients, this, these are couples. They can close in 60 days. They're all cash buyers, but you can only work with one of these couples, okay? Who are you going to pass on to another team member, and who are you going to actually say, I'll take this buyer? Okay, all things being equal, quick closing, all cash. Are you ready? All right. Uh-huh. Are you going to work with Rupert and Laura or Lex and Kelly? Vandenberg. Oh, damn. This is a hard choice. Who are you going to pass on? Yep. It's gonna oh, get man. Harder. This is this is a, this is like Sophie's choice. Are you sure I can't work with both of them? They're all—they're both so lovely in no, their no, own no. ways. Jan, we have we have cash in hand. Do you have anything with oh, an man. underground basement by the water? <laughs> well, I I have to say that I probably would work with uh probably work with Lex because I feel like he would fit the profile of the kind of properties and clients that I work with more than with Rupert. I feel like Rupert would want to live like on Long Island or maybe like in Rockaways near a beach. Mm -hmm. And those are areas that I don't specialize in. So I feel like Lex might live in downtown Manhattan and that's sort of, you know, or Brooklyn. And that's sort of where my area of expertise is. So it would probably be Lex. Um, Okay. So <laughs> now, but now you've got another uh, you've got another problem because another couple just walked in with the same exact situation and you can only work with one. You're working with Lex and Kelly or the new couple that just walked in. That they have a lot more money, but all uh, everything's the same. Same million dollar property. Austin, Rob and Amba. Who are you working with? Oh, man. Hey. Oh, oh my on. God. You're killing me. I'm she actually I'm actually I'm like. Oh, if they give me a car, I don't know. I don't need a we car in New York City, but um, <laughs> you're not getting think, two cars. Um, you know what? I, I think I'd still work with Lex because I think Rob and Amber have four kids, and there's no place that they could buy for a million bucks in New York City that can support four children. So it'd be an impossible hey. task. Um, uh, <laughs> we've okay. got we've got two million now, from Survivor. So- <laughs> I want an Amber the last one. one. Sheehan. Lex and Kelly, Lex and Kelly are ready to go. But another couple, another couple has just walked in oh with the same God. parameters. Okay. Rob, Rob Sabachnik and his beautiful new girlfriend. Wow. She's a wow. producer I'm on Love Island. Yep. Oh, that makes sense. Um, that totally makes sense. I would 100% still go with Lex. I think Rob, I think Rob Z and I are just not meant to be, you know, in a working relationship. Um, as lovely as he is now, I'm sure he's very much matured yes. over time, but <laughs> I just don't think it would be a match. It would not be a, a love match, I don't think. Yeah, he said you guys are all good now. Yeah, we're totally good. Yeah. We're totally good. I've seen him. He's like, He's cool. Like, we're totally good. Okay. All right. All right. So this is the last thing I've got, Rob. But please let me do this. Please let me do this because I love you both so much. And you both were on All Stars. And I think the world of you both. So this is the way this is going to end here. Okay. So 
You both are in All-Stars, and you both, Sheehan and Rob, are the final two. You have got to present your case to the jury. Now, I want to tell you something, Rob, before you present your case. Sheehan is a state champion speech and debate winner. Right, Mm -hmm. Sheehan? State your case to the jury uh, why you should win. In high school, in high school, yes. High school, yes. Okay, that was a long time ago, but yeah, sure. Uh, wait, are we are we actually doing this? Uh, who who is yes. the, who's on the jury? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, uh, I guess so, I'll, let, me go, uh, the, let me go. Let me go go first. That. Uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Bob. So, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> that you might have thought that I got voted out a long time ago. Uh, I've actually been on a place that you have not heard of, but it's called the Edge of Extinction, and your kids are going <laughs> to love it. And I've won my way back into the game, and now here I am in the final two, and you should vote for me. I'm getting choked up. Wow. All right, this Sheehan, is take my it, dream to be here. Yeah. Take it, Sheehan. Oh, take wow. Wow. Uh, uh, wow. Hey, jury, what's up? Uh, I guess you guys weren't <laughs> stupid after all. <laughs> you're not stupid, stupid people. You're smart, smart people. And as smart people, you're going to want to vote for me. 100%. The she-devil. Because clearly, I outwitted all of you. And made it to the final two was Rob here, who came from the edge of extinction. So it's going to be one of us. And I say, vote for me because uh, because I've been waiting. How long has it been? Fifteen years for this. Damn Longer, it. yeah. Longer. <laughs> it's been like six, twenty years, or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm excited to finally win the million dollars that I've been trying so hard to win all these years. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Be smart, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Sheehan, they, is- <laughs> thank you so much for spending uh, time with us. I, I know you're super busy. You got a million things going on uh, yeah. with your work. If, if people want to reach out to you, if, if we have any potential buyers in the uh, New York City area, uh, what's the best way for people to uh, serious buyers only? Uh, or, you know, not just people that are like, uh, want to talk about survivor, uh, only real estate people where, where could, could they go? Uh, they could go to compass.com and look me up or they can slide into my DM on my Instagram. Okay. She Ann loves NYC. She Ann loves so. NYC. Great Instagram handle. Okay. <laughs> it's easy to remember. That's all. So yeah, come on, come on down. Like slide into my DM, like all the other survivor fans. Yes, do but do you get that a lot on Instagram? You get a lot, a lot of people talking I, about, yeah. I do. They're like, "Hey, this is you know, Bobby from Finland. I just started watching Survivor Thailand like twenty years after the fact." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> so yeah. She, that, do you have time for one more question? Sure. Okay. Why not? Uh, Do you have any anecdotes about the time that uh, me, you, and Kathy went to uh, the Just for Laughs uh, comedy festival in Toronto, 2004? Oh, my God. 
Kathy and I were zombies in a musical. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And you, <laughs> the Evil Dead, the musical, and we loved it. Yes. We were so. You we guys were, like, were so, so weird into it, and I was miserable. I was like, I do not want to be a zombie. I don't want. I don't want to. You guys were loved it so much. <laughs> we loved it. We loved being zombies on this in this musical, and yeah. <laughs> Uh, I remember that. I remember having an interview with Triumph the, uh Yes, and he made fun of us. Dog. Yeah, he made fun he of us. He made fun of us. He yeah, was like, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, we were in a show. And Tiber, do you know who the insult comic dog is? No. Triumph. The insult comic dog. Yeah. He's like a hand puppet. He was like, oh, so, uh, Sheehan, you were in uh, Survivor Thailand, right? And then you were on Survivor (laughs) All-Stars where you won the immunity at Final Seven. And, oh, wait, nobody cares. Like, uh, this is uh, like the whole whole bit. Yeah. It was like a long, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. uh, It was like a whole long (laughs) setup. And then it's like, and no, and nobody cares. That's right. It was a very, yeah, it's a classic, classic. Yeah, exactly. And it's true. Thanks, Triumph. Um, yeah, well, here we are all these years later, Triumph. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Darn it. Um, well, I mean, it's been so fun to talk about these memories. I was going to ask if you knew, I was going to ask her if, if she knew Judd Sargent. He works at the Hotel Wellington as the doorman. He was on Guatemala. I the suspect 11th she doesn't even season. know who that is. But I don't know if you. I don't, I don't know. But she who needs that to is. know who he is because they're right there in New York. Yeah, you know the the. the You're going to love him. That small town where everybody knows each other, Manhattan. <laughs> you know, I have a question. Do you guys know what happened to Ken Stafford? Do we know what happened to Ken Stafford? The last we heard, Rob Zabachnik was at his house and he left him there. That was the last we've heard of Ken Stafford. That's right. What do you mean he left him there? Oh, no, where's my belt? That's what Rob Rob Zabachnik said he was mad at Ken Stafford. He went to his house and then then, uh, he just left him there. He just left Ken at his own house? Ding dong ditched him. Yeah. I don't know. Let me see. He if was I'm a young even, kid. He didn't know what to do in New York. Let's see if I'm even friends with him on Facebook. Uh, yeah, he, I, I I am not friends with him on Facebook, but we have 544 mutual friends, including my wife. What? What is that about, Ken? <laughs> what you're oh, married? He's... Congratulations! Yes. I don't even know these things. See? I don't know these things. Yes. I'm just wondering what happened to. Yeah. To Ken Stafford. I'm just wondering what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, because we were we were in an alliance. On, on the island and then I, I saw him once in New York City and then I never saw him again never ever so I was just curious what happened to him but I hope he's well Rob Sabachnik was in an alliance with him too and it didn't work yeah. out okay uh, Sheehan thank you so okay. much you're welcome it was lovely talking to you guys thanks thank for you, bringing back all these memories so nice to hear from you guys and I hope you guys are well and um yeah, if you could just like give me a summary, uh, Rob, of like everything that has happened in the last, <laughs> sure. you know, 10, 12, 15 years of on Survivor, it'd be great. I need a crib sheet, crib <laughs> notes, because I really don't know what's happened. <laughs> yeah. You got it, Shean. What, whatever, whatever you need, Thank okay? You so much. All right. Yeah, that'd All be right. great. Just cheat sheet. All right. Okay. Take care. Take All care. Right. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. That was great. Yes, very fun to catch up with uh, with with Sheehan. Oh my gosh, that was wonderful! And did you notice? I have to ask you: I, I, Did you hear me eating popcorn during it? Because I was so no, I didn't. I, I was just trying to 
contain myself. I have I have eaten a whole huge bowl of popcorn. Yeah, that I usually so recommend people don't eat so uh, while they're recording podcasts. That that's usually I one of the I know tips that. I, I give I, people. I know my rules, but the, the point I'm saying is. I had so many notes and so many things to talk about, Shein. And then when Shein said, you know, I've got 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, dear Lord, 30 minutes. Yeah. And then I started getting all anxious with my notes because I'm thinking, oh, I want to ask this. I want to ask this. I want to ask that. And then I started crunching on the popcorn because anyway, you had a eating. lot of stuff to ask her, too. I mean, she's when she's on. Yes, it was. I was straight. Yes, exactly. And she, I mean, she's been on two seasons one all-stars the first all-stars and and rob you don't have to say anything i'll say it you guys are all to me superstars and so i thought we've got so many things to ask her and and we've got 30 minutes i don't know how we're gonna do this but it looks like we snuck in a few extra minutes yes so. we got her for Wait, longer than she said there it is yeah. okay there it is all right, so before we get to Natalie in uh, this very special doubleheader edition of Talking with T-Bird, let me go ahead and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at EmbarkVet.com, the leader in dog DNA testing, because T-Bird, you are a dog lover. We know this, right? Yes, I am. Of course, of course. We've got quite a few here on the farm, and we've got some that just show up. Yeah. And now, if you have a dog... We need to know about them. As we learned with Xi'an in Thailand, you never want to just assume. That's a that's a, not a good thing. You don't want to assume what your dog's breed is. Now you can know for sure, because you can know the exact breed, uh, over 250 breeds that you can... Uh, tell what your dog is and 170 plus genetic health conditions are available that you can learn everything there is to know about your dog and hopefully your dog will appreciate more than uh, the insult comic dog appreciating meeting me and Shean and Kathy. <laughs> uh, you could uh, find out where your dog's family comes from, learn about your dog's ancestry back to great grandparents. You can even meet your dog's relatives and discover other dogs with similar breed mixes. Uh, the Embark Dog DNA Test Kit is the most comprehensive kit on the market, looking at over 250 breeds and 170 genetic health conditions to help you best care for your pup. It is the only research-grade dog DNA test kit on the market. Embark analyzes 100 times more genetic information than any other product on the market. And over 50% of dogs are either at risk or a carrier of genetic disease. The Embark Panel test screens for over 170 genetic diseases, which can be present in many breeds, whether it's a mixed breed or a pure breed. T-Bird, we had one of Nicole's friends found out that her dog was free uh, and clear of the 170 genetic diseases that they test for. You can get that peace of mind as well. It's the number one highest rated by customers, uh, best in class dog DNA test kit right now for our listeners embark has an exclusive summer offer you can't get anywhere else go to embarkvet.com use promo code rhap to save 15 percent off your dog dna test kit discover your dog more than fur deep visit embarkvet.com and use promo code rhap to save that's at embark 
vet, E-M-B-A-R-K, vet.com, promo code R-H-A-P. Yes. So Rob, so Rob, we are, Rob, we're at Lucky 13. This is Lucky 13. Can you believe it? This is our 13th Talking with T-Bird. We have had so many requests from men and women for this one-time player from Fans versus Favorites. We've got a double feature today. We're traveling from season five and season eight all the way up to season 16. Today's guest, Miss Natalie Bolton from the 16th season of Survivor, titled Fans versus Favorites in Micronesia, was labeled a super fan. She was notable for manipulating men on her season, where she gave Jason Siska a false sense of security mm-hmm. for voting him out with an idol in his pocket. And of all-time Survivor classic move described as this series' best event, was when she tricked Eric Riken back into giving up his immunity necklace. Wow. Just plain wow. This beauty from Houston, Texas, played at age 32, not just another pretty face, but with a strategy of being flirty, under the radar, and a world traveler where she has been a missionary in Costa Rica, Panama, El Salvador, Venezuela, Chile, and Hong Kong, combined with her athleticism and the ability to read people and knowing the game, which gave her a strong skill set to maneuver to the final four. Natalie made it to day 37 of 39 days, being the final fan still standing. Her jury speech was deemed one of the most memorable and hottest as she told Parvati that she is probably the most masterful person in the history of Survivor to play the flirt card. And then Natalie continues with, so, poverty. My question to you is, how does that resonate for you in the bedroom? How do you take that to the next level? This is as some far intro. As strategy in the game? <laughs> yes. How does that? She, hey, she's some kind of girl. How does that translate your layers of the game? Again, wow. Just plain wow. She is unfortunately the only contestant from the final five from Fans versus Favorite that has not returned for another season. But looking as stunning today at age 43, her many fans are just waiting for, as she describes herself, self-reliant, bitchy, and big-hearted girl to play again. Natalie, still mysterious as she was over 11 years ago, with an incredibly sexy voice. We have her today on Talking with T-Bird. Thank you, Natalie, so much for being with us today. Oh, my gosh. First of all, (laughs) we need to acknowledge that intro. Let's talk about that intro. I think that intro is everything right now. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, T-Bird is like the poverty of podcasting. (laughs) That is... Hey, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm already crushing. I love it. Okay. All right. Natalie, how are you? Oh, my gosh. I am so well. I'm great. And I'm really, really excited to be here with you guys. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing very good and uh, excited to get the chance to uh, talk to you because uh, I think that, yeah, a lot of people have, have not heard from you uh, from in the Survivor world uh, really since your season. So uh, it's very nice to get the chance to catch up. Hey, I'm, I'm in. Let's let's do it. Okay, great. I'm excited. What have you been up to? 
Um, let's see. I am in skincare now. Mm-hmm. I am in the healing arts. And, you know, I've really put all my focus here. Uh, I love having my clients. I love working with different skin types and, and kind of like connecting dots with, you know, while I was actually playing the game, I was a personal trainer all those years back. And so I did a lot of studying of um, nutritional supplementation and herbs and different nutrients. And now it's actually parlayed itself into me seeing a skin condition and I'll refer back to like thinking, oh, well, maybe you have a zinc deficiency or maybe this is going on. Let's try this. And and I've had really, really good results. So I get to geek out in my profession. And that's what I've been up to. I, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I know you were featured prominently uh, recently that Dalton Ross did a uh, opus, uh, a oral history of uh, Eric Reichenbach's uh, necklace <laughs> giveaway, uh, where he ended up giving you the necklace at the final five in uh, Survivor Micronesia. Uh, what, what was that like to participate in that? You know what? Dalton was great. And I feel like his overview was was phenomenal. And I I don't think he he missed a beat on all of it. He went very deep and and thorough with it. And I, I, you know, and it's funny, too, because even in your intro, T-Bird, like it talks about how I was, quote unquote, bitchy. And it's it's funny how you grow up and 11 years ago, I feel like I'm a I'm still the same person, but you, you evolve over the years, right? So that if I were to qualify myself as certain things, I, I don't know if I would be give myself the same adjectives. So it, listening to Dalton, it was really interesting because hearing back some of the other girls' stories, you know, your feelings get kind of hurt when Parvi says, oh, Natalie thought she was in my back pocket. I'm like, wait, I texted her. I'm like, dude. And she's like, I know, sorry, you know, and so you're friends with these people. And so still hearing back in, you know, excerpts from 11 years ago, it's, it's, it's still kind of like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess I'm maybe not as quote unquote bitchy as I thought it was. Cause you know, it's, they're all sensitive little subjects and scenarios and little shakedowns that take place. So yeah, it, it was, it was a really good overview by Dalton for sure. Was there a lot that you learned about what happened there that you didn't know from before besides uh, what Parvati said about uh, having you in her back pocket? No, I mean, you know, and it's so interesting thinking back. Okay, you got to think about how hungry we all were, how depleted of water we were at that point. So had we been smart about it, all the girls thought it was going to be final three. So then who's the last person on the totem pole? That would be me. And so I was, I was, I wasn't going to go out without a fight, but I also, the writing was sort of on the wall. So I wasn't going to go around trying to politic my way through because the, the writing was on the wall, but at the same time, I'm tenacious and I'm, I'm going to fight. So it put me kind of like in a funny position of how I was going to actually maneuver and navigate that situation. But had Sari and I actually thought further ahead and thought, what if this is actually a final two? Like we need to be ready for that scenario to shake down. We mm-hmm. weren't prepared. We were not prepared. And that, that whole 
ending could have been a completely different conversation and, and outcome had we just had a little bit of foresight towards the end there. So, Natalie, I want to make sure you understand this. I did not say you were bitchy. I was saying that was one of the adjectives you used to describe yourself. So I want to make sure you know that. Oh, no, no, no. I, I know exactly what. No, I'm telling you. I know that okay, good, good, I'm good, 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 repeating good. what you said because I know. No, 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 no. This I is a know podcast where I, women good. support women, Natalie. I know. Right. Well, hey, I was in a, I was in a, I was in a final four of women supporting women. I get it. Yes. No, no, no. I know that that's an adjective I used for myself. Mm-hmm. So I know you're rehashing that for sure. So Natalie, with with, did you ever think about kind of holding on to Eric closer and taking him with you since he was one of the last? You guys were the last two fan favorites. Did that bond you guys at all? Well, obviously it didn't. But did you think about that at the time? <laughs> You know, I think I was so positioned because, you know, I did want it to be a female Final Four. I was really pro-female Final Four because, A, it had never been done. B, it could never really have gotten shaken down that way because someone gets upset or someone does this or that. So I, I was really maneuvering and in favor of it being a female final four. I think I was myopic in my overview. So I didn't even take Eric into consideration for going that route with him. That is another scenario that could have worked itself out and we would have a different result at this point. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I actually ever would have taken him seriously because he was so slippery throughout, especially towards the end of the game. We couldn't we couldn't get a grip on him. We couldn't get a grasp on him. Cause you know, as you guys remember, it was one minute he was with Amanda. The right. next minute he's talking about Amanda. Then he's talking about me. Then he's talking about who he should go with. And he's literally going to each one of us saying, well, what do you think I should do? Well, what if, what if, you know, what if so-and-so, and then he's asking us for advice on what he should do when he's talking about all of this. So it could have gone down that way, but I don't think that I ever would have actually entertained that because I I couldn't get a read. Right. Get a read. You didn't know where his head was at. Yeah. And and he was so uh I temperamental, not in this in the terms of moody temperamental, but he was temperamental in his fickle in his level of fickleness, I guess. Like mm-hmm. he, he was fickle one minute with this person, then he would flip and turn and be on this person's side. So you can't you can't even you can't even touch that. You can't even mess with that. You know, so I have to think that that had to have been very imposing, though, where you show up on the beach. And I'm not sure at what point you knew that the other tribe was going to be returning players. But uh, I mean, you, you're showing up presumably for what you think is going to be a normal season of Survivor. And it's like, oh, here's uh, what is it? Nine returning players who've already played the game before. That's who you're going to go up against. Like, how is that a, a fair fight? Um, right. Well, and that's where my fandom was a little bit naive. I I didn't have scenarios played out in my head of what was going to be, what was not going to be. I just blindly went in thinking like what you just said, this is going to be a normal game of survivor. So I then at that point didn't have the foresight of what could this possibly be? What could this shake down as that was not in my realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. So, Oh yeah. When I, when we walk out and, 
you know, Ozzy's coming, walking out and Parvati's walking out. I'm thinking, Oh no, here we go. This, <laughs> I did not, you know, prepare for that. So, so now when you went out there, was it just, uh, it was 10 of you guys, right? And you guys just traveled together. And then I, I presume that the favorites all traveled together to, uh, Micronesia. Yes. Yes. So, how was it? I don't exactly remember, but I do remember um, all all the fans. We were all together. Yeah, actually, I don't think we saw anybody. You know, we're in our own little world. We're thinking, okay, this is us. This yeah. is all of us in its entirety. And then, boom, like we. You know, I think it even started drizzling on us. So then I was already like, oh, it's getting, we're already getting rained on. And here I am. And ugh. so I'm already thinking, okay, it's getting rainy. What's going to happen next? And then all the returning players, all the favorites start walking out. We're all in our, at least for me, you know, maybe, maybe Eric being probably able to investigate every scenario possible as a super fan. Maybe he was able to shake down. I were probably doing this. Um, my brain was not prepared for that at yeah. all. So well, yeah, they never did it before. Who, who so I was traveling with, yeah, who I was traveling with was who I thought I was traveling with. And period. At the end of the sentence, you know. So, in, Natalie, in your pregame, it uh, said that your favorite past character was Ozzy. Was that your favorite character? And were you excited to see him, or did you think, uh oh, this might be a trouble because he's probably going to be a really good player? Were you excited, or were you? What kind of emotions did you have? I think a little bit of all of the above because I loved his game so much. I thought he was just a brilliant phenomenon. I still think he's one of the best players of all time. Uh, he really embodies Survivor um, in the flesh. So partially, I was really excited to see him walk out. Partially, a little bit, you know, fangirling him, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. he's he's this guy like he's he is survivor so there was that um and then the dun 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 then that kind of sets in and i'm like oh wait wait hold on oh i'm playing this guy now like oh that's that's what's happening oh okay so it's it's, it was kind of like okay first it's great oh my gosh it's him and then it's like oh wait yeah i'm i'm playing him now so there was a Mm -hmm. reality a little bit of jolt of reality that came with that too not so pleasant <laughs> so natalie i'll say i'll say this natalie i'll mention this because i was up for second chances i did not did you follow the second chances i had heard that you were in the running for second chances um i've seen a lot of polls the last few years where people really want to see you back so i feel sure you have been contacted and i guess like rob we we both, we've all been contacted a few times, but of course, second chances, I didn't make the vote. But I heard that you were in the running for se- second chances. So, Which was that? Was that like you know, two years ago? If you, and of course, if you don't uh, want to answer. More than, it's like four years ago. So, no, gosh, I bet it's been about four now. It's been four years ago now. Um, so I had heard that you were in the running for that. I don't know. And then I heard that exact- you were also in the running for Heroes versus Villains. I actually flew for heroes. I was on the plane for heroes versus villains. What? No. Yeah. Okay. So, so Rob, here we go again, Rob, with people that are, so, so we've talked to a few people, Natalie, that get cut like at home the day before Mm -hmm. or the day of, 
But I don't think I've talked, we talk, or I have talked to anybody yet that was on the plane right. to go and play. How, how devastating, devastating would that, how, was it? You know, you know, it's interesting. I, and there have been several times that I've been very close to going. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me personally, because I know how grueling it is, I would go as far as I could with the agreement of like, yes, possibly, maybe Mm -hmm. I'll think about it kind of thing. And then if my, if my head doesn't click into competition mode, because you need that switch, you need that. Okay. Game on kind of to switch on. And if that doesn't switch on for me, then I know I'm setting myself for, up for great devastation because if I'm not a competitive fight mode, then I'm, I'm just setting myself up for a big loss and I'm not willing to take that L, you know? So when I was, it was, it was actually a relief for me when the time that I flew flew and, um, they, they played someone else instead. And I was actually an alternate. So they actually, were in favor of playing someone else over me. But in the event that I guess something, someone pulled out or something happened, then they were going to play me. But I was actually relieved because that, that competitive switch on never really took place for me. So mm-hmm. I believe that all things work out for a reason. And that was my reason. So, you know, I flew back home. And I'm I, okay with it. So you knew that Ow. you were an alternate in that scenario, and then you were just waiting to see if somebody was going to ultimately end up pulling out or uh, be sent back. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, that's going to be such a tough headspace to put yourself yeah. into. Well, and you know what? I think that's partially why I wasn't able to click in fully too, because you know when you go, you want to go, when you go, you want to go to win. When Mm -hmm. you go, you want to play full out. So there's a balance of not setting yourself up for disappointment if you don't go, but then you also have to click into competition mode as well. So I was kind of in a limbo state mentally and emotionally, which probably would have put me at a disadvantage had I gone because I wasn't fully yeah. both feet in. And by the fact that I didn't set myself up for great disappointment, then I was able to say, okay, cool. Not my time this time. So we're good. Yeah. So it it worked out, but then also could have also been very difficult for me had it, had it been like, okay, you're going. And then, okay, now I got to lock into competition mode real quick and wrap my brain around this real quick. Like, right. That would have been wild because it would have been the entire black widow brigade there in uh, heroes versus villains. Cause you already have Parvati and Suri and Amanda. And then to have you there also, it would be like a, a complete reunion of uh, the, the black widows. Oh, yeah. And you got to think about it, too. Had we all been there, um, that dynamic would have been shaken up a little bit, partially because it would have had to have been because people would have tried to dissolve that before it even reformed. Right. right? Like, okay, we're going to have to shut this down before it even gets any sort of momentum. Mm -hmm. So there's that. So collectively, we would have been targets. Individually, we would have been targets. And then, say for myself, I would have had to navigate the dynamic between the other three girls 
and true for all of them as well. Yeah. All in return. So it, it would have been a very interesting uh, play out, I think, if we were all for there. Yeah, because Parvati was already being targeted in that game because of that. There was a lot of talk about, hey, Parvati's got a lot of friends on the other tribe. I can't imagine how much more it would have been because I'm assuming that you would have been with Parvati on the on the villains. Oh, is that 100%. fair? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'll go ahead and raise my hand on that. Yeah, that would yeah. be me. Hi, I am Natalie, and I am a villain. Yeah. Um, in Survivor Micronesia, now I, I felt like that it sort of like uh, was a little bit more pronounced, like in the last third of the season, that you started talking about things like flossing with people's jugular veins, and it, it seemed like that you got a little extra as the season went on. Was that just um, a byproduct of the edit? Like, were you saying those types of things the whole way through, and then uh, they only started showing them towards the end, or did the season and the conditions kind of get to you? and uh, you were getting saltier as the season went on? That's a good question. I, I, okay, I have a very spirited personality. Yes. I'm a very sweet and kind person, but if I get crossed, I'll speak my mind and there'll be a, a checking on it. We'll, we'll check each other. Like if I, if, let's just say, I was probably speaking like that the entire time, but I also had the mental wherewithal to understand that a, I'm not a big need attention person. I don't need a lot of attention. So when we all hit the islands and obviously unbeknownst to us, well, at this time we did already know about the favorites, but as the fans, we were fighting once we got to our side of the island. We we were already fighting, and I say we as in the group, not really me because I removed myself. But the the older people were already fighting with the younger people. The younger people were already being really unfair to the older people. And I thought, you guys, we just landed here forty five minutes ago, and people are already. We got thirty nine days to go. People like pull it together. So. I had the wherewithal to think, hmm, I can control a smaller amount of number of people versus a mm-hmm. larger amount of number of people. So I'm just going to keep my head down and work. And I'm going to let all you guys fight amongst yourselves. And so I really did play the game of being under the radar because I am opinionated. I do have a mouth. Like I will speak my mind. But going into the game, I had to really prepare myself to say, you know what, you got to pick your battles. You got to pick your battles. So I picked my battles all the way through with stuff that was just all the superfluous stuff that doesn't matter at the end of the day. And then once the numbers started whittling themselves away, like once people started outing themselves and getting sent home, I thought, okay, cool. I'm a little bit more comfortable with this amount of people. I'm a little bit more comfortable with, you know, flexing a little bit of my influence here. So it's it's partially the edit, partially the way that it shook down, because I think I did get a little bit more vocal. But I I mean that's just my personality, and they you know it just started getting caught more towards the end. But I mean I'm sure I was one on one with Alexis quite a few times, and we were probably talking smack, you know, mm-hmm. at some point through it, and it just didn't get caught or or something. But yeah, I mean that's 
that's my personality. And people are like, Oh my God, you're so mean. And I'm like, no, I just, I'm playing. I'm having fun. Like, you know, what else are we going to do on an Island? We don't even have chairs. So let me just have a little bit of fun talking about someone. Come on, everybody calm down, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It seemed like around the time of uh, the auction, I feel like uh, is, is where I feel like that you really started to uh, emerge as a, a major character in the show. You know, it's funny. I am quite the hearty eater. Mm -hmm. So I knew, I knew me going into this game and it's probably true for everyone, but my food being tampered with, which is everything with that game, right? My food being tampered with me, not meaning AKA me, not getting any food, um, my sleep and then being cold. I have a real high intolerance to being cold. And Mm -hmm. what people don't realize you're wearing wet bathing suit bottoms for 37 days not a good look not a good feel mm-hmm. so and you're cold like you think oh you're on this tropical island and you're hot but if, it, if it's raining on you as much as it was raining on us your 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 body is cold because everything you're wearing is wet and damp and cold so take all of that in consideration so by the time we got to the auction and I'm, i've got food on the brain i am mm-hmm. starving just like everybody else so I think I won the bad soup and I was just not having it. So now I'm starting to get really aggravated and angry because the food is within fingertips reach and I can't get it because I'm not making the right choices with whatever I'm bidding on. So now I'm legitimately getting angry. So by the time the chocolate cake came around, I'm like, okay, I'm going to share with you guys because I love you, but I'm getting first dibs. And then he, it was, you know, kind of like a lioness. She's like, I'm going to go in for the kill first. Mm-hmm. And then you guys can come in. That's kind of how I felt. And I, that was me being real. I was hungry. And so let me tell you, I paid for that chocolate cake. We all paid <laughs> desperately eating that chocolate cake the next day. I think I mine actually hit probably 45 minutes later. But, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> There's a chocolate cake. Uh, and you sent uh, Jason to exile and took all his money, right? Yes. <laughs> and that, that was because, <laughs> you know, and if you think about it, it actually wasn't a smart move. Cause he got part, to go look for the idol. Up, yes. And I had to clean up on aisle five later for that because that wasn't the, the smartest move, cake? But, but it was food. Yeah. Like I was so <laughs> food motivated at that point. I'm like, I don't care what has to clean up later. I, there's more money and there's more food to be won. I'm sticking around. So that decision was basically so, and it's funny how human we become in our survival pun intended because there was nothing else on my brain steps ahead other than being fed in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like whatever's going to happen later, we'll deal with that. But if there's an opportunity for me to get food in my stomach right now, I'm doing that deal with the consequences later. And that's what that was. It was purely food motivated. Yeah. Um, just looking at my notes from uh, when I went when I went back and rewatched your season, and I see that the uh, next line says uh, Eric paid uh, forty dollars to lick Ceri's fingers, uh, and uh, James said uh, that boy has problems. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of said it under his, his breath. He's like, "That boy's got problems." You know how James talks. That boy's got problems. Yeah. <laughs> but we, I mean, we saw the nachos coming out and I'm from the South where Tex-Mex is, you know, 
is is next to heaven, you know. So there was nachos coming out and somebody I think got a hot dog and french fries with mayonnaise. I mean, just to eat, we would have we were so desperate, we would have eaten a thing of mustard. Mm-hmm. It would have been just so delicious just having well, you know how it is. It would have been just so delicious just to eat mustard. So when you see, you know, whatever it was, um hot dogs and nachos and all these things coming out. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry, Jason, you got to go. I, I, I need another opportunity to steal your money and win some food. <laughs> but I mean, James kind of had some problems. He was all over that bat soup. Yeah. So Natalie, and then I read that you had lost 18, 18 pounds out there. Did you have any problems when you got back oh, yeah. and how long did it take you to put that back on? Uh, you know, yeah, I lost a lot of weight, and I honestly think that's what kept me from winning the last challenge. Because I don't know if you guys remember, I had quite a bit of a time lead on Parvati. I think Parvati was up after me, but we we had to fill the buckets up on the on the post. We had to fill the water buckets up, get the key, jump in the water, run to shore, and put that ladder together. I'm telling you. I think I was so underweight. You know, your brain needs fire. Your brain needs fat to function mm-hmm. and, and, and neurotransmitters to fire for your cognitive processes. Like you need fat and lubrication for you to have cognitive thought. I'm telling you, I drew such a blank trying to build that ladder. And I think it was because I was so depleted at the point. So yes, I lost a lot of weight. Um, and yeah, I, I, I definitely deal with gastrointestinal issues even now um you know and i just i just went gluten-free by choice but that's helped a lot but yeah your 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 systems get a little bit more sensitive and and maybe other people have been able to bounce back what i don't know what have you guys heard have you heard that people have kind of had issues from here on out or what what have what have you guys heard from other contestants I know some people have definitely had issues, but I think that most people have uh, been able to uh, to bounce back. Uh, Tibra, I know a lot of people from Africa or Africa, as some say, uh, have had uh, issues with, uh, you know, I, I, that uh, with uh, things like parasites and stuff like that, too. Yeah. yeah. Lex did. Lex yeah, was no, sick I'm- for probably a year, Natalie. Yeah. As a parasites. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely, I used to have an iron stomach. I could eat anything. Everything was fine. And now I, I definitely have to be a little bit more selective with what I'm choosing to eat and why, but it, it doesn't impede my daily life. But uh, yeah, you go, you go 37 days and I'm telling you, we had the merge, we had, we had the merge feast and then we won that steak dinner because I think how did it go down the I feel like the favorites were winning a lot and then finally the fans won that first meal Mm -hmm. and so we tried to cook the steak and then of course we being newbies put the fire right next to the ocean water coming tide coming in so we halfway cooked this meat we're eating it because we're ravenous so that wasn't even like the best meal ever because our, our meat was half cooked and we because the water washed it away, but yeah, washed our flame away. So I had that meal. I had the merge feast. I had the chocolate cake. And then I think we had chicken soup 
one night we used one of the chickens for chicken soup right before pretty much, I think there was probably maybe six of us left, mm-hmm. seven of us left. I can't quite remember the numbers, but so you think about that's the only food you've had. I mean, and we obviously ate coconut every day, but that's pretty much all we had. That's all I had for 37 days. And then you go back to eating normally and being a trainer at the time, I tried to go about it in a smart fashion and try to really manage how I was going to start taking food in now on a normal basis versus not having it and and that balance. So I, I think I did a pretty good job with, you know, not shocking my system too, too bad. But yeah, I mean, it's a thing. Can we go to your uh, final tribal council speech, which I think is uh, w- one of the probably most famous speeches or questions that was asked at the uh, final tribal council, uh, where, as T-Bird referenced, uh, you asked Parvati if, uh, how does, uh, I-, I think I have the quote here. Uh, my question to you is, uh, how does that resonate for you in the bedroom how do you take that to the next level as far as strategy in the game? Uh, how does that translate your layers? Okay. So my whole point, I just want to be very clear about this. Yes. I didn't have a crush on Parv. Parv did not have a crush on me. There was no shenanigans. Why? What's wrong with Parvati? No, Parvati is amazing. And she's actually one of my dear friends. Like we keep in touch. Okay. So that's not the issue. Parvati is amazing. But people were like, oh my gosh, Natalie had a crush on Parvati. No, guys, here's the deal. Parvati was getting my million dollar vote. Mm -hmm. Hands down. She was getting my vote. She didn't have to work for it. She didn't have to politic for it. She was getting my vote. So I thought, how can I make her pay for it just a little bit? So my my thought process was like, I'm going to roast her a little bit and see if I can make her feel uncomfortable and embarrass her a little bit (laughs) just to see if I can get a rise out of her. Because she's already getting my vote. So it's not like I, I didn't have a mean question or you did this to so-and-so. How do you deserve my... She wasn't going to get that kind of question from me. So mm-hmm. I thought she's got to get some sort of a question from me. So, you know, I spent thirty days, 37 days watching her flirt and maneuver her way into the game. In and out, weave herself in and out. She did a beautiful... Obviously, she won. She did a beautiful job at it. And so I thought, okay, so if you were playing Survivor in real life, how does that translate with your dating life? Do you play coy? Do you maneuver in and out with guys that you date? Or how does that look in the bedroom? Do you use some of these same strategies mm-hmm. here? And it was merely just to embarrass her and just, I guess, shock factor for her because she was already going to get my vote. You know, and I didn't have a mean, punchy question for her. So I thought, how can we make this fun? Yeah, you say that for Amanda, who you asked her about uh, having a glazed look on your on her face. And you said, uh, my question to you is, was that your strategy to play the zombied pretty girl, uh, not really knowing what's going on pageant queen cliche? Or is this who you are as a person? Right. Get to my bell on that. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you have did you have uh, any animosity towards Amanda, or was it just that she wasn't poverty? Um, I think I probably did have animosity because I, I think 
you know, I kept hearing through the wire that she didn't really trust me and she was definitely okay with me going and being sent mm-hmm. home. So I had a little bit of an issue with that because one minute we're talking about going to female final four. And then again, it's like someone pulling out of the female final four, because again, it's never been done prior to that time. And it's like, let's just stick this out. Let's just, let's just trust each other to trust each other. And then, get to the end and so I think I did have a little bit of animosity because like let's just let's just do the damn thing let's just do it Mm -hmm. and say that we were able to do it and do it so again it was like a slippery slippery situation and I think that aggravated me a little bit but let me just ask you at the final four, and uh, hopefully I, ha- I have all of this uh, right. So it ended up being three votes for you and one vote for Suri. And, uh, you know, we haven't talked about anything from modern day Survivor, but now they institute the final four fire making twist automatically. But was there was there any talk about, hey, you know, uh, if if they're going to if the other if Suri and Amanda are going to vote for me. Parv, could you put your vote on Suri and at least give me the shot to make the fire? Well, and that's, that's the thing. Like, I feel like it would have benefited Suri and I both because, you know, after me, it's her, right? To final two. So (laughs) in the event that it shakes down the way that it's going to shake down, then she's the low man on the totem pole. So it actually should have been us teaming up, mm-hmm. breaking up the Amanda Parvati thing, because then we would have more of an opportunity for it to have been one of us yeah. more so than it was going to be initially because Sari's still low man. Mm-hmm. I was low man. So like, let's, let's change that dynamic. And, and Amanda turn it was on immune. Right. Yeah. So, that would have put us in much better standing. And I don't think either one of us ever. And you know what? If Sari did, she kept it under her hat thinking, Oh, well maybe Nellie won't think about this. So let me just, and maybe she thought she had more of a secure standing in the final three situation. So maybe she kept that under her hat, but it actually would have behooved her to move forward with me. Had we thought about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things you spend 37 days thinking about every scenario shakedown possible. You're hungry, you're thirsty, you're dehydrated. It's just one of those things that you don't like, oh, I would have just thought about that. But you know how many things we're thinking about during the course of a day? It's like, okay, well, what about the scenario? What about, and it was just one of the scenarios that didn't get addressed. And the whole game would have taken a completely different look had we just had that foresight. Natalie, did you want to win? Would nothing but winning have been enough? Or were you just happy to be there for the experience? Or did you just want to win? You know what? For anyone who believes in law of attraction and manifesting, this is where I'm going to get a little hippy-dippy. Okay. For anyone who believes in law of attraction or manifesting, this was such a beautiful um, lesson for me. Because... I went before this, before we left to go play, I went and sat at the top of Mulholland at the Outlook. There's a bench there. I suited up in sweatpants, leggings. I got completely dressed in like three to four layers. And luckily it started raining in LA, which is unheard of. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it doesn't rain a lot. So I sat in the rain 
for about an hour and a half looking over Mulholland before I went and played, played the game. And I thought, this is what it feels like now to be rained on, to be wet and to be cold and to be shivering. So now you have no excuse to cry about it later because you already know what it feels like. So it's not a surprise. So suck it up. So I did all these little things for myself to prepare myself mentally. I taught myself how to build fire. Like I, I, I knew how to make fire and I did that. I practiced it over and over and over building fire. All these different things I taught myself and on a wall in my apartment, I put final four in huge. I cut out big pieces of paper and put final four mm-hmm. and I manifested it. And I thought later, I thought, wow, how powerful are we as humans to be able to manifest what we put out into the universe? And it didn't even occur to me to say, cut out pieces of paper to say million dollar winner, mm-hmm. survivor. It didn't even occur to me. So if you guys ever want to ask for anything big and want to manifest anything big, go bigger than what you think that you can do. Because it didn't even occur to me to ask for the million dollars. I asked for final four. So that's where my focus stayed. It didn't go beyond that. So had I given myself a bigger, a bigger scope to look through or a bigger goal to attain, I don't doubt for a second that I would have won had my focus in there because my focus got me where I was focused, like energy. What do they say? Um, energy flows where your attention or energy mm-hmm. grows where your attention flows or something like that. Yeah. So I was all about the final four and that's what I got. And I'm, I thought later, I thought, man, you know what? It didn't even occur to me to ask for the million dollars. So it's, it was also beautiful for me because that's a huge lesson. And I carry that lesson because I know exactly what my wall looks like when I put that focus on there for final four. I remember what my wall looked like and I got it. And so it's kind of bittersweet because I thought, Oh, wow we can actually ask for more than what we think we can as humans because we are that powerful and the universe is here to support us. So it's, it's bittersweet in the sense that, huh, that's a really powerful lesson for me for, for the good of it and for kind of like, Oh shoot, I could have gone bigger. Yeah. So I I don't know what that's worth, but (laughs) no, I thank you for sharing that. It's worth a lot. That's awesome. That's a great story. I love that. Yes. I had to reach my bell. The bell's on the floor. Have you used that in anything, any other future goals that you were trying to uh, accomplish to uh, be able to, uh, you know, write out your uh, your goal and focus your attention on it? Oh, yeah. I, I use, you know, I don't I don't know if I don't know if I've told this story out loud before, but a lot of my close girlfriends know that when Survivor came around, um, I had actually been in a very, I was, I was tr- personal training, bartending, and kind of just figuring out what I wanted to do. And I was, I think I was having like a late quarter life crisis. And um, I was just in a really stuck space. And I, I, I kind of was just in a space of like, I need something to shift for me. I need something. I need a life change. I need I need new direction. And then <laughs> cut to, I am walking in Micronesia with armpit hair, um, <laughs> not eating for days on end. I'm like, wow, 
I asked for a change and I asked for a shift and this is where I'm at right now. This, so, so me being just being in the game, I knew that, Oh wow. I asked for this and it came in a very bizarre package. It came in a very different package than what wasn't like, Oh, you got a new job doing da 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 da. It, it came in this beautiful package where I'm abroad getting to be in nature learning dynamics of humanity with people that are rubbing me the wrong way, people that I'm aligning with. It's such a beautiful cocktail of, of, wow, this is happening in my life right now. I'm learning so much. So I knew no matter what the outcome was going to be, I was supposed to be there learning that. So even that along with the final four focus, I use that all the time in my life. Like, Oh, let me just revert back to that where I was. And this is doable too. Oh, I think this is too big. It's not too big. Take the leap of faith. Oh, this, this is really big. Oh, it's not too big because look at what I was able to do here. I always draw back upon this experience. Mm-hmm. 100%. So Natalie, I love the story about how the law of attraction and manifesting. Now, after you did that and you put final four You come back and you're flying out there, getting ready to fly out for heroes versus villains, although you know you're possibly an alternate or you are an alternate. Did you manifest before you left about that? Where was your head when you left for heroes versus villains, not being sure if you were even going to be able to play or not? That's a really good question because I think because my energy was so split, um, I didn't put that level of power and intention behind it because I was kind of torn on, can I do it again? Can I do as well as I did the first time? Can I go this long with being this hungry? You know, you do it the first time. You're like, oh, I'm going to be hungry for a couple of days. Then you have no idea once you actually experience that level of hunger, the second time around or the third time around, you're like, Oh God, I'm going to be great. Like, you know what that hunger is. We're all naive going in like, Oh, I'm going to be hungry. But you don't know what it's like to go however many days without food, like legitimately until you know, right? So then the decision's a little bit lagging and there's a little bit more pause and hesitancy with making that decision. So I didn't, I didn't set an intention. I didn't set a very clear intention with what outcome I wanted, even if I was prepared mentally to even be there or not, much less win the game or go far in the game. There were so many questions like, I don't know if I can go as far as I did. I don't know. I'm going to be a target. I would say my, my energy, my focus, my intention was very muddy. And so, yeah, like it, it, it does go to show the, the, the outcome, but I was actually ultimately okay with it because I knew that I wasn't in an emotional and mental headspace to really go all in, dig in, you know, pull my, pull my sleeves up and like, get to the nitty gritty because you have to be in that place. Don't you guys agree? Like you have to be in that place. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it can be a disaster. So does that answer your question? Rob, it does. It absolutely, absolutely does. So I've never played a second time, but Rob, you have. Yeah. I guess what Natalie says, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss when you play the first time, but once you've played and you know how this is the hardest game 
hardest game ever. Did you go into it, Rob, with that fire and energy that you did the first time? And could that have affected your play? You know, um, for me, I think it's uh, it's tricky because I, I I definitely do believe in uh, the uh, law of of attraction, and uh, you know my, my life has been greatly affected by uh, the book uh, Think and Grow Rich, and so a lot of the principles that they talk mm-hmm. about in uh, in that book, and and you know a, a lot of the success that I've had has been uh, you know I, I directly attribute to different goals that I've uh, set and have really, you know, focused uh, my er- every fiber of my being towards attaining. But I think that when I played Survivor the second time and I, I did not do well my second time out, I-, I think I just sort of like was very much like, OK, I am going to win. It's going to, you know, just, you know, come together and um, I, I don't know if I would say maybe I was overconfident uh, or naive heading into the second time, but uh, I wouldn't say that uh, I definitely wasn't doing it right uh, in terms of whatever sort of, uh, you know, goal setting I needed to be doing for the second time around. I think I just uh, did not have, uh, you know, enough fear of uh, self-preservation uh, to uh, go into the second time around. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, you know, and, and, and I think, I think the downfall potentially for playing more than once is then you have to uphold more so what you did the last time because you, you, you feel like you need to exceed what you did the first time. So then I think for me, I know there would probably be a lot of ego involved. Well, I got to get here and I've got to do, and it wouldn't have been as pure, I think, as you know what I think I would have been less present with the experience and more driven by a self-serving outcome. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Versus just being present with, Oh, here I am. I'm doing this. I'm going to organically align with these people because I'm open and present to who they are. I agree with what they're saying. I feel like I can trust them. It would have been more for me, an external almost mind chatter, which, you know, I, I feel like everybody playing multiple times following probably encounters that that's one of the, it's one of the aspects of it. And that's what makes the dynamic of having returning players because now they're battling a whole different internal thing that they battled the first time. Mm-hmm. Natalie, uh, I want to ask you about some of the stuff with the uh, Eric final five uh, immunity uh, necklace move. And as it was going on, I know this came up a little bit in the Dalton Ross article, but were you sort of aware of, you know, uh, just how, how much of a legacy uh, that would have on the night that it was all going down? You know, first of all, even though I had Final Four as my focus, in a perfect human reality that we all live in that never should have, that never should have happened. No, that never should have shaken down that way. So I was beyond mind blown that we're walking back and you can see us. There's so many of those pictures of the four of us laughing and I've got the necklace on and we're all just fit to be tied, tickled pink that it actually worked because it never should have worked. So you know what? I had the thought to myself, I thought, wow, 
here's that final four. That was my first thought was like, wow, it, it happened. And it goes back to what I had on my wall. I thought, oh my God, here it is because it never should have, it never should have happened. So I think the monumental uh, impression that it was going to make and has made wasn't even a blip on my work. That wasn't even in the realm of my thought process. I was just so tickled with the fact that, Oh my God, I, I did it. The final four. Mm-hmm. So, so the actual impression that it made all these years wasn't even, wasn't even, it, it didn't even seem as big to me as it has become because for me personally, it was so big for me independently, privately as my own W like I got to take a W on that was so personal for me that I didn't even think about the magnitude it would have for the whole game in itself. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Uh, Was, was it fun the uh the the whole caper because it did it seemed like that uh you know you guys are really enjoying yourself during pulling this off you know i think and he is the sweetest he is just the most precious eric he is no doubt um no doubt i think we were having so much fun because i think we were all we weren't mad at Eric. We weren't angry with, you can't get angry at Eric. You just can't. And if you do, you can't stay angry at him. It's just not possible. He's just too beautiful of a person. Mm -hmm. So I think we were all a little bit, uh, we were were all having a little bit fun. uh, We were all having fun with giving him back a little bit of what he was giving to us. Cause you know, he was slippery. He was all over the place. And so going from one to the other. And I think we were just so frustrated that we were having fun kind of like toying with him a little bit, mm-hmm. all, all in good love and all in good fun. We were having a good time with it, but there was no complete malintent and somebody harboring this deep seated. There was none of that. We were all just so lightheartedly kind of dishing back what he was giving to us. And he, uh, poor thing, unbeknownst, he wasn't even doing it intentionally. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even, he he was doing whatever he could to play. And when you're, what was he, 20, 21, maybe at the time? Yeah, something like that. I, yeah. I mean, you don't know how See, to navigate. 22. I mean, 20, 22. You know, grown men and grown women don't know how to navigate the opposite sex, myself included. Like, much less being 20, you know, or however old he was. What did you say, 22? Yeah, Eric was 22. And Jason was 22 also, yeah. Natalie. We're both with yeah, so navigating, mm. <laughs> so navigating a handful of women all at the same time, mm-hmm. and all of their personalities, and then all of the issues of no food and yeah. heightened awareness. I mean, not to mention some of the best survivor players of all time. Also, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly, and not and not to mention some beautiful women. You know, Amanda and Harvey, yeah. and you now. I mean. You know, these, they, these 22 year olds had to have been like, whoa, you know, Eliza and just taken back, taken aback. So imagine. Yeah. You know, and we're, of course, then you mentioned that we're, you know, we're all half naked too. So it's like it's so weird dynamic of like, you know, skin and pretty girls and cute guys. And I mean, 
there were there were makeout sessions on our on our season. So like it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It was a thing. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean he did such a great job with just navigating that whole experience. Uh and I wouldn't have expected it. You know, and of course I've got eleven years to look back on the dynamic. When you're in the dynamic and I mean I've changed so much from 31, 32 to where I'm at now. So I can only imagine that growth spurt from 22 to where he is now. So even looking back on it 11 years, it's like we weren't even fully aware of that dynamic of just, you know, we're having to manage each other, much less a 22 year old guy managing a handful of girls that all have their own temperament and everything's heightened and the girls are fighting against each other, getting along with each other. It is a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. So my hat's off to the guy. When you ended up uh, going to Ponderosa and you were reunited with Eric, did he say anything to you about that whole, uh, you know, uh, famous saga that ended up happening at the tribal council? Did he, do you remember any, anything that you guys talked about? I feel like what I remember is again, it speaks to how great of a human being he is. I feel like he just came up and said something funny to me, like, Oh, you got me or, or something. I don't Mm -hmm. think he had any, um, deep seated angst or anything towards me. I feel like he said something funny and jovial and lighthearted. And I feel like that's what happened. And I think we had a good laugh about it. We hugged and we can, you know, proceeded to stuff our faces full of an amazing dinner. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that's what happened. Hey, Natalie, what do you think of the, so many untimely exits that were on your season? You know, with Fairplay and Pinner and, and Sleckman and James. I mean, did you, I mean, I don't think we've seen that many untimely exits on a season. Yeah, I mean, that was, I, I feel like that was, yeah, I feel like that's probably a record-breaking season in that regard. Um it was really hard for me to see James go. And I really, if you guys remember, we were kind of pleading with Kathy to try to get her to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I felt like had she just gotten over the hump, she would have been fine, but she was, she was in meltdown mode. She was in full blown meltdown. And we kept trying to you know tell her like, well, Let's think, you should wake up tomorrow morning, maybe tomorrow will feel different. But man, when it just feels never ending, and of course you're like, oh, it's 39 days, like 39 days out of my life, not a big deal. But, you know, she has a child, uh, she had a family, and it's hard to walk away from. So I, I, I would have liked to have seen her stay. And I, I was sad to see James go because, you know, I love James. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a record breaking exit saga of that of that type for sure with that season mm-hmm. but you know you got to be honest i think Suri even said it she's like well you got to go sorry that's one more better position for me and and that's the truth that's that's the gist of the game you don't ever want to see anybody hurt you don't ever want to see anyone suffering you don't ever want to see anyone in a bad state on any level mm-hmm. but when someone exits you got to think, okay, this gets me one position closer to where I need to be. And that's, that is the game. That's the game. Did they let Kathy go home or did she have to stay traveling around with the the other group? Do you know, do you know that Rob? I don't, I don't know either. 
Yeah, you could have asked Amy a couple of weeks ago, T-Bird. That's right. I mean, think about it. <laughs> Are you watching the seasons now? Have you been watching it since? Um, I've watched a couple seasons since. Um, I kind of don't watch religiously or faithfully because I, actually, I to be honest, I don't watch TV. Um I, I'm one of those weirdo people that I just don't watch. I don't even have a TV in my home and I'm debating, should I get a TV? Should I not get a TV? Mm-hmm. Cause I've operated without a TV for so long. Yeah. So there's that. And I feel like I would get really, really engaged that I don't know if I, I want to be that fully committed in watching. So I've watched since my season, but you know, it's, you get engaged, you know, mm-hmm. all cylinders firing. So, yeah. Yeah. Would you go back? Do you want to go back? I know a lot of people want to see you back out there. You know what? And I love the fact that I'll get messages from people and I'm like, oh, I wish you would come back. I would, it makes me feel so great because, you know, that was a window of time in my life that was open to the public, you know. I mean, now we have Instagram and we have Snapchat and everything seems to be open to the public at all times. But that was kind of around the era of Facebook and it wasn't super, it wasn't the Facebook that it is now, you know. So I, I appreciate that people enjoyed that window of my life mm-hmm. and would like to see me again. I really, really am appreciative of that. You know, and part of me thinks, wow, I would love to go back stronger, you know, a decade later and be actually physically stronger, mentally stronger. Because, you know, at 32, 31, I feel like I would play a very different game because at that point in time, I was, I think I was a lot harder of a person than I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I've opened and softened and evolved as a woman. So I think I would be a little bit more tender, but that doesn't mean I would have to be weak and, you know, get sent home. You can still be fierce and use the power of the feminine and being softer to your advantage. So I would be very interested to see how I would play this go round because I'm not as, you know, I think when you're early thirties, I think I was 31 when we shot. I think it aired at 32, something like that. Mm-hmm. You're less sure of yourself. Now at this age, I'm far more sure of myself and my capacity that I don't think I would have to be so hardcore. I could actually enjoy it even more, the experience. But it would definitely change the way I played the game. I don't know if I would need to do what I did to Jason. I don't know if I would want to do to Eric what I did to Eric all those years back. I don't, I don't know how I would play the game now. And that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. But would I like to go back? Yes. But does it scare me to go back and to be hungry and to, yeah, honestly, I don't know if I can be without my clients and and take two months off my clients. I, I, I got people that depend on me for acne treatments Mm because we're in a, thick acne curing phase. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of things to weigh out, but the biggest part of it, I don't know if I would play this game the same way that I did 11 years ago. 
And that, that would be interesting. I think people would have a different side. They would see a different side of me than who I was 11 years ago. That's for sure. Natalie, I, I know you already mentioned Parvati. Uh, there are other people from your season that you've uh, kept in touch with? Yeah. Um, keep in touch a little bit with Alexis here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, met up with her a couple times over And the she's years. really like blown up, right? She's doing like, uh, I see her like uh, a lot of times like on uh, Twitter and like things that have nothing to do with Survivor. Oh yeah, she's um she's doing beautifully. She she speaks, I don't want to butcher what she does cuz I don't know firsthand firsthand, but I know she speaks to colleges and universities on how men can show up in relation to women. Um she deals she speaks a lot with football teams and I believe she has a curriculum out with um and I think she's partnered with her husband to a degree with, with, I think he's got a, she has a not-for-profit, a nonprofit called I am that girl. Mm-hmm. And he has one called protect her, I think. And I, I think they work hand in hand. Um, but I, I don't know for sure. Cause I, I don't know that that much. I just see probably as much as you see mm-hmm. yeah. online, but she, she does great, huge speaking engagements and yeah, she's doing very well. You mentioned earlier that you, you stay in touch with, with poverty. Yeah, yeah. I actually went to her baby shower um, before she had her little baby girl. I was at her baby shower. Uh, it was great to see her. And uh, we actually, the, around the Dalton combo, we were supposed to meet up. Um, she was traveling for the summer and now I think she's back from the summer. So we actually probably are due for a hang. So yeah, I'm still keeping touch with Parv. So when poverty when when Parvati played with you, she was 25. So how do you think Parvati would play now since she's had a baby? Would she be able to play the flirtation card or what her game? I mean, now she's a mom. How how different do you think her game would be, Natalie? Yeah, and married. Yeah. I and married. Think... Well, but the baby, yeah. Yeah, I, I think... Well, and that's part of the dynamic even Kathy's felt, you know, because Kathy had a little girl, so... It's harder, I think, for a mother to be gone from her child. So I think that would be could could Parv muscle through it one hundred percent. But would it be a different dynamic for her one hundred percent? I you know what I think all of our games would be more evolved. I think Parv's game would be more evolved. And and not to say that her flirt card game wasn't evolved. She won. So let's just let's just. She won the game, so it was a very good game she played. She won. So nothing knocking the flirt card game. But I think she would have a lot more nuance and a lot more layers and a lot more dynamic in mm-hmm. in a game now. Because she's a more dynamic person. She's married. She has a child. There's a lot more things going on than when she was 25. So that all of that experience leads into who you are as a person and how you would show up playing that game for all of us. So T bird, anything else for Natalie? Um, no, I I think that's about it. I did want to ask her, Hey, Ned, let me just ask you, I'm going to give you a few names and you give me the very first word that comes to uh, to your mind. Description of them. Okay. okay? There's going to be players you're out there playing with. Are you ready? All right. Yeah. Eliza. Hyper. Ozzy. Uh, skilled. James. 
Oh, precious. Siri. Oh, sweet Siri. She's a good woman. Jason. Eager. Alexis. Solid and steadfast. Harvey. Fun, happy. Amanda. Hmm. She's a mom now too, by the way. Yep. Um. Amanda. I would say, I feel like there's probably, this is more than one word, clearly. I feel like there's a lot to Amanda that I don't know that I would probably like to know. That's probably 50 words. <laughs> what do you want to know? Um, I feel like because we were in such hot water dynamics, I feel like we're, we probably have a lot more in common than we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we didn't actually get to know each other that well. So I remember she came over to my apartment one time after and I gave her a book to read and we kind of bonded over this book. I can't remember what the book was, but I think there's a lot to Amanda that we probably would resonate a lot on the same level, but it just, you know, I think she's, is she in Montana now? Yeah. I think she's uh, probably back home. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, you know, our, our circles didn't really, intertwine so okay natalie do you right. last but not least eric eric reichenbeck last one i think he's an angel oh that's a good way to end that yeah very good natalie, yeah i think he i think he was an angel do you have anything that uh you want to uh tell people to uh check out between uh your business or anything on social media yeah, um, my Instagram is Skin Sacred by Natalie Bolton. Skin S K I N S A C R E D. Skin Sacred by Natalie Bolton. And um, hit me up if you have any skin questions, skin concerns. Um, I love to really eradicate acne. I think I think there's a lot of people out there that really suffer with putting their face forward because they struggle with acne and. Um, I just want to encourage people not to get too, too disappointed because it can clear up. Um, and I just know with all the bullying and social media these days, I think it can be really a struggle as a teen and as a young adult, especially dealing with, with severe cystic acne. It's, it's problematic. So my heart goes out and I spend my time studying and researching how to lessen that uh, difficulty for people. So that's kind of where my passion is. So, okay, check yeah. that out yeah. on, on Instagram, Skin Sacred, skinsacred.com uh, is the website. Uh, and uh, Natalie, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Uh, you're, you're you're so much more, uh, you know, uh, mellow and, and zen now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly what I was saying earlier. I think I would play a completely different game. I, like you know, it's almost like how would you play the game if how would Gandhi play the game? How would Jesus Christ play the game? How would a mellow Zen, happy, loving person play the game? And could they win? That's always been my question. Could they win? So yeah, that's that's. That's what I think. Like, if I could play a super mellow Zen game, mm-hmm. could I win? Could could one win that way? You know. 
What do you think, T-Bird? Or would you have to do a little backstabbing? Absolutely. I mean, you know, Ethan won. Ethan played behind the scenes back in Africa, and he's, you know, he's a – so, yeah, I absolutely believe believe they can again, even though the game has changed up so much. Natalie, I, I am – this – our chat today has been, for me, better than I even thought it would be. I knew it would be good. But you've got so many fans that, that love you that are even going to fall in love with you all over again because you are such a beautiful spirit with a beautiful spirit in your soul. I mean, just listen to you. It's just you're very calming. And just what you've said today, it's, it's been wonderful having you on. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and if, I just want to say one more thing because you're you're complimenting me on being a beautiful person. You know, I at that time in my life when I did Survivor the first time, I felt like I had to be so guarded and so rigid and so hard and so walled and armored up because I think I was just scared of the world in general and scared of life in general. So <laughs> I don't know. I think once you able, once we realize we can kind of kind of soften and show up in the world as we are, we don't have to be as guarded and as tough and as hardcore. And so I, th- I think that's part of my journey is realizing that, you know, the world's not out to get me. I don't think the world's out to get us. And uh, it's allowed me to soften a lot. So, you know, that's an, another, another encouragement for anyone who feels like, you know, they get tired of being so hard all the time or tired of like facing the world, being so rigid and walled, you know, let your walls down a little bit and engage with other people because there's a lot of kindness in the world. There's a lot of really good things. There's a lot of shit happening in the world, but there's a lot of good people in the world also. And I think I've learned to trust that a little more. So thank you. All right. Natalie, thank you again and uh, all the best. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye, Natalie. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. T Bird, can you believe that they considered her to be a villain? Well, I can't. I, I'm, I, I'm kind of taken aback right now because she's. She's. I, no, I can't. I mean, she's just so. She's so. Calming and, and you, so, and you called her I bitchy. I can, s- T Bird. You should take no, that back. No, no, she called she she she. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm, te- I'm teasing. T Bird. When she I'm started, teasing. I know, I know. But but when she started saying, I'm like, oh lordy, I think I'm, I'm giving her the wrong impression. But no, you know what? It, isn't it interesting? And it's gonna be. It's it's why I know a lot of people aren't sure if they like to see these returnees come back. Now I'm one of these that. I, they can come back a little bit too many times. It's just too much for me. But to see how a player like Natalie would play again after, you know, it looks like she's gone through so much in her, in the last 11 years. So to watch her play now compared to how she played the first time, especially after everything she, you know, we talked about is it's, you know, I would, I would love to see her play again. I hope she gets the opportunity. And God, Rob, I had not known of anybody that was actually on a flight and landed thinking they were going to play even as an alternate. I can't even imagine how that would feel to clear your schedule for 45 days and then all of a sudden be flying back to the, you know, to the States. Mm-hmm. I, 
that would be difficult for me. But I guess you look at it and you say, and you well, you sat there with a suitcase. It is, it is what it's supposed yeah. to be. Well, I did, but I, but I did. You're right, and I did know that that six uh, six of us six of the females weren't going. So you're right. So deep down, I know, and I guess because she knew going out there, she was an alternate. And but you know, you deal with what you deal with, and then but but. I'm surprised she's not been back. I think she'd be a great second chances candidate, don't you, Rob? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, well, I, I think that she. What are the listeners? They think that she'd be she'd be good, but maybe I don't know. Maybe she's going to be too nice now. Well, I don't know. It's you know, I learned a lot from this from this conversation with Natalie. Did you? I mean, were you surprised? It a very very you know, surprised. Were you surprised or? I think the listeners are going to come. I'm I'm interested to see what the listeners think after listening to this. This is what a beautiful, beautiful, fantastic way for us to segue into the um, season 39. It's been yes. great. Law of attraction, manifesting, ask for what you want, then work towards yeah. it. All of those, all you guys that want That's to play Survivor, you thing. talk about it and you work talk about towards it. towards it also. Don't just, uh, you can't just wish for things. You got to also like uh, wish for things yeah. and then, and then d- dedicate every waking moment to attaining that thing. That's, that's the, the, the hard part. Can't just wish. Now that was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. All right. Last question for you for today. All right. So since we're getting ready to start season 39, and we talked to Sheehan a little while ago, what does Sheehan and our mentor, advisor, counselor, Boston oh, Rob, so. yes. have in common? What do Sheehan and Boston Rob have in common? They both were on Survivor All-Stars. Okay, but there's something else that bonds them even before mm. that. Something else that it's bonds Sheehan and Boston. Can I can I give a, a hint? Okay. Oh, let's see. All right, it's something about their. Well, Sheehan's only played twice, so it's something concerning. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, so, all right. Other so, than, right. Other so they, than they both weren't on the jury in the first season they played. Oh, God. Hold on. Oh, shoot. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. get my bell. That's right. Was, was that what you were That's looking right. for, or, first, or is there something else about them? That's exactly. Nope. They were the first to return for a second season despite not reaching the jury on their original season. That's right, yeah. Rob. Yeah, that's Excellent. why I underestimated uh, Boston Rob. I'm like, oh, well, this guy didn't even make the jury. I don't know. I don't. Even, what do I need to worry about him for? What does he know? Right. He's gonna flame out. Yep. I don't yep. have to worry I mean, about him. He's sure. got a showman. Everybody's gonna get. It. He's well, not gonna go far. Yeah. Well, who knew? Yeah, I'm a dumb dumb T bird. I don't know about that. Yeah. But just. Law of Attraction, Manifest, mm-hmm. and tell us that book again you read that, uh, well, that think, changed your life. Think I was and Grow Rich. Write That's that a good down. one. Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. So. All right, I'm going to have to move my book, Make Your Bed, off my bedside and put something else. Think and Grow Rich. This might be the book right that's, here. That's, that's a good one. Rob, I have... <laughs> 
I have enjoyed my day with you today. Yes, yes, we got doing to, our double feature, double header. Yeah, this was uh, a. <laughs> this is like getting to like the uh, the final three endurance. That uh, this is uh, a real <laughs> test for us today. Two podcasts in one day. Sir. Survivor Marathon. We did it. Right we did here. it. What we was harder? It. We made it through. This or when you had to hold your hand up and not have the water fall down on you? Ooh. Who? <clears throat> okay, so I can't answer that, but I can't. I can't answer that, but let me say this. You know, I love talking to you and, and I love talking to, you know, talking to our players that we think we know and we get into a different side of them. I love that. I love that. I love that. But I was thinking, you know, when I did the arm thing in Africa, we were there up there. Clarence and I were there for over six hours. Yeah. And I, so that's why I was asking Shein how long she was up there. So two hours. Two hours would have been pretty nice. After six hours, it was getting a little bit like, you know, something's got to break here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you, you could have done. No, this was this was two hours like nothing. I was thinking she I was thinking she and I could take you on that, but I didn't say it because she's our guest. I didn't think it'd yeah, be that right. would have been rude if you would have said that. <laughs> That's right. She devil might might have thrown some some. I don't know, some negative vibes on me. And then my manifesting and my law of attraction might just blown up in my face. So I decided just to keep that to myself. I think that was the best thing to do. Okay. Don't you? I think so. All right. T-Bird, great job all summer long. I don't know if we're going to get in another one before the start of the new season. I've, I've enjoyed this. Hey, we got lucky 13. We hit we hit our lucky 13. Hold on. <laughs> Getting pretty great skilled job. at doing my belt, my podcast bell in the... F- in the floor too, so you got and it. then there's that. All right, I have had a great. I have enjoyed it. It's been great. Absolutely. All right. Follow oh. at T Bird Cooper on Twitter and on Instagram. Yep, and on Instagram. Yep. Okay. All right. And I look forward to our next chat. Yes, when we, you and I will talk season thirty nine of Survivor uh, sometime soon. Sounds great. Okay. Sounds wonderful. All right. And uh, one more time, let's end the show like we always do uh, with our closing theme. Of course, thanks to the patrons of Rob as a Podcast. Uh, find out more about how we're connecting you, the listener, to the world of reality TV over at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. T-Bird, for the final time, I'll let you take it away. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.